MMR's President Seed Podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. Hello, everybody. WMMR, Philadelphia. Housekeeping. No, thank you. Sleepy. Housekeeping, you want towels? I want towels. Need sleepy. Housekeeping, you want me for pillow? Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God. You're listening to Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR with Preston Elliott. You will listen to every damn word I Steve Morrison. Words are like bullets. Plus, Casey Boy. Lay up there, I'm starving. Kathy Romano. I'm going to destroy everything you own. Nick McElwain. I'm just not the, the hero type. And Marissa Magnata. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. And now, Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Hi, time to get started. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Monday morning, Preston and Steve Radio Show. And now, Preston and Steve's News Update with Kathy Romano. Today is Monday. It is December 18th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a car plowed into a parked SUV that was guarding President Joe Biden's motorcade Sunday night while the president was leaving a visit to his campaign headquarters. The president and First Lady Jill Biden were unharmed while Biden was walking from the campaign office to his waiting armored SUV. A sedan hit a U.S. uh, Secret Service vehicle that was being used to close off intersections near the headquarters for the president's departure. The sedan then tried to continue into a closed off intersection section before Secret Service personnel surrounded the vehicle with wet with weapons drawn and instructed the driver to put his hands up. Yeah, if you're going to hit a vehicle, that's the wrong vehicle to hit. Yeah, yeah. Wrong vehicle to hit and then wrong vehicle yeah. to try to pass by and go, <laughs> right. oops, sorry, I'm going to continue on. My bad! Yeah, my bad. <laughs> uh, remember this, uh, another uh, Secret Service vehicle was hit uh, in D.C. Yes, outside yeah. of, a, I think it was a restaurant. Uh, Biden was ushered into his waiting vehicle where his wife was already seated before being driven swiftly back to their home. His schedule was otherwise unaffected by the incident. The Secret Service did not immediately comment on the incident. A former player of the Sacramento Kings G League affiliate was arrested by local FBI agents on Friday and is now facing an open murder charge in connection with the death of a woman in Las Vegas earlier this month. 27-year-old Chance Comanche was arrested on Friday after a first-degree kidnapping warrant was reported issued, uh, was reportedly issued in Las Vegas on Friday. He was taken to the Sacramento County Jail in California. Then on Sunday, the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department Department said in a statement that Comanche and his girlfriend, Sakira Hardin, were uh, facing open murder charges for the death of the woman. Uh, the case in question reportedly concerns uh, Marina Rogers, a 23-year-old medical assistant from Washington State. Her loved one said that she was last seen on December 6th during a visit to Las Vegas with friends. Uh, the Stockton Kings played the Henderson, Nevada-based G League Ignite on December 5th, the day before Rogers' reported disappearance. Rogers remains were then found in a desert outside an area of Las Vegas. Police said it's unclear what led to her death specifically, though police said Rogers and Harden are a, uh, had a prearranged meeting. 19-year-old Harden was arrested on a first-degree kidnapping
being charged two days before Comanche was and remains in a Las Vegas jail. Comanche is reportedly expected in Sacramento County Court on Tuesday. Harden has a preliminary hearing set for December 28th. Heavy rain Sunday night into Monday disrupted sinkhole repairs on 202 and King of Prussia. Uh, they've made progress since the holes appeared last week, but there's still more to do. The northbound section of 202 was closed on Thursday morning following the discovery of a sinkhole just north of Henderson Road. Then the southbound section was closed Friday evening after crews found a new sinkhole underneath the southbound travel lanes. One northbound lane was reopened Saturday night between Henderson Road and Solon Boulevard. However, there has been no word yet on when the two southbound lanes or the other northbound lane will reopen. I think you said it last week, but I was reading an article in the Inquirer today that says that the uh, significant amount of limestone deposits yeah. under King of uh, Prussia in the general area that's the cause all the sinkholes. Yeah, yeah, that's what they say. Uh, repair work was put on hold Sunday because of the heavy wind and rain moving across the region. The work is set to continue uh, sometime today once the wet weather lets up. In sports this morning... The Eagles downgraded Jalen Hurts to questionable for tonight's game against the Seahawks because of an illness. Hurts showed up on the team's uh, injury report Saturday when he missed practice because of the illness. And according to several reports, he's still not feeling well. The 10-3 and three Eagles, who have lost two in a row, take on the 6-7 Seahaw- Seahawks. If the Eagles win their last four games, including tonight's, they'll win the NFC East and be, at worst, the number two seed in the NFC. Kickoff in Seattle tonight is at 8-15. The NFL banned Eagles security chief Dom DeSandro from being on the sideline for the remainder of the regular season after he was ejected from the game earlier this month uh, for a scuffle with a 49ers linebacker. DeSandro is still allowed to travel with the team to Seattle for its Monday night game and can perform all other work duties, but he's not permitted on the sideline. The league hasn't announced its decision if DeSandro can return to the sideline for the playoffs. The Sixers, who beat the Hornets in Charlotte on Saturday night, are back at home tonight and will host the Chicago Bulls. The Sixers have won six games in a row and are in third place in the East, while the Bulls are 10 and 17 and in 12th place in the conference. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock. And finally, the Flyers, who beat the Detroit Red Wings on Saturday night and have points in eight straight games, are on the road tomorrow night with a game in New Jersey against the Devils. Uh, The puck will drop at 7 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. Cool. Thank you very much, Kathy. Welcome back from the weekend, everyone. Yes. It's kind of a funky day to start with the weather that we have, but it's going to be cool enough and uh, settling after we get through today. But nonetheless, this is an exciting week. We are leading up to our one and only Christmas Miracle Live broadcast at the Colonial Theater in Phoenixville, brought to you by Phoenixville First. And we have four slots left. Four slots left. Dear Mother of God. I think we'll do two today and two tomorrow, and then we get it going on on Wednesday. Looking forward to it. Oh, man. Looking very much forward to it. Yeah. we uh, Casey was sharing with me some of the bundles of the prizes. Uh, this is this is one of the best years ever. Well, we went from, like, I thought, oh, this is going to be pretty good, to, whoa, yeah. it's very good. Yeah, we're spreading the love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's going to be a lot of really solid winners yeah. for this event. We have too many things to give away. It's, yeah. What's going to suck is at when the show's over. Excess? Well, when the show's over, we have to throw everything away that we Damn. haven't used. Yeah, oh, my yeah. yeah, so yeah. we'll just have to send our prizes away. Mm-hmm. Now we're gonna we're gonna find a way to uh, to give everything away up till the last second of the show, probably. Yes, That's how much stuff we have to give away. So 
We will tell you when to call in and get yourself set. Marissa did uh, an appearance at, uh, she was at uh, McGurk's, was it yesterday? Yes, I believe it was McGurk's. And uh, she said it was amazing. Like, yeah. uh, so many people are excited about it. So we'll get that uh, mm. that opportunity for you to win uh, through the course of the program today at least twice. We're also going to have a new Word of the Week prize. We have a four-pack of tickets to Philly's hottest New Year's Eve party at Xfinity Live. And that's uh, premium food and beverage package as well. It's going to be live music, go-go gadget, a bunch of great things that are going on for New Year's Eve. So we'll give that away on Thursday. It's only four letters this week because uh, we are off after that four-hour winter break. And then we've got a bunch of other things that we have for you to win as we go. And we do have a couple of guests on the show this morning. Uh, Nick went and booked this guest. I told him I was reading a book. It's uh, from actor Curtis Armstrong, who played Booger in the, Booger. In the Rebellion yeah. of the Nerds. <laughs> and, and successfully in a number of films. Uh, yeah, he's been in you know Risky Business. He's, uh, you know, Moonlighting just recently came yeah. back out on Netflix, so it seemed like an opportune time because of that resurgence of one of his characters. And I'm telling you, the book is fantastic. Oh. I've loved every second of it. Uh, you, you've been going off about it. I've always loved him. Well, you forget, he's a good dramatic actor as well. He's in... So. Ray, is he not? Yeah, yeah he's in Ray, plays on Amin Erdogan, Erdogan yeah. and, and he was on Supernatural for a long time, and uh, he's done a lot of things. He's a really cool career, and he's a super nice guy, so we'll check in with him in the 8 o'clock hour, and we can talk a little bit, because Moonlighting was like a horrible experience for him, and yeah. it was so successful. That's what I understand, yeah. yeah, yeah. so we'll talk to him later on. Uh, we're also going to have uh, comedian uh, Namesh Patel, who's going to be at The Met. Uh, that show is on the 28th. So we will check in with him this morning, too. So we have a bunch to get to on this Monday, which is the way we like it. It's a Booger Monday. It's a Booger Monday. Hang out. Booger Monday? Yeah. (laughs) All right. It's a BM. It's a Booger Monday. (laughs) All right. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second, and we'll get to the stupid question and the entertainment stories as well. So hang out with us. We'll be back in just a few. Blew out all your radios for a fancy speaker that talks back to you? Well, don't forget, you can still listen to us by saying, open MMR. You can even tell it you want to wake up to MMR, just like your grandpa's clock radio used to. Imagine that. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
The stupid question prize. We have a pair of tickets uh, for Eric D'Alessandro, who's playing the Keswick Theater. Uh, this will be Saturday, May 18th. It's a little way off, but uh, we'll set you up if you can answer this question correctly. What Apple product was codenamed Dulcimer? Dulcimer. During its development. Yeah, because sometimes they'll give them a, uh, a name, just a working name, and it's, it's usually... To throw people off as yes. well in case they might hear it and don't know what it's about. So, what Apple product was codenamed Dulcimer during its development? Two one five two six three WMMR is the number. The, the original laptop was called Butt Nugget. Butt Nugget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Nobody suspected. Nobody suspected that a thing. Yeah. All right. Birthdays today on the eighteenth day of December. I got a couple of people hitting some uh, pretty big numbers, uh, milestone numbers, and we'll start with Keith Richards as he turns oh, wow. eighty years old today and arguably turning out some of their best stuff and not only that the guy who no one thought would make it to 40 years old uh because of how hard he partied uh at least the legend was yes yeah uh but he is 80 years old today and yeah hackney diamonds what we've heard of the album so far is fan freaking tastic yeah what there's no way that could be a construct that he lives that hard. I mean, the legend has been, you know, burned into stone or yeah. chiseled into stone. Yeah. It's not like, like a Dean Martin thing where a lot of that was just performative. He's nah. lived that life. He's lived that life. Yeah. And he just, he, uh, you know, he, he, he kind of won the uh, the genetic lottery yeah. to <laughs> expel all of that poison that he has taken in and survive and live his life. Do you think he pisses motor oil? Probably. Yeah, it's probably like something. a black goo that comes yeah. out. So uh, he turns 80 years old today, and I'm sure that uh, Pierre is going to do uh, a nice little tribute to the birthday boy, Keith Richards, later on. Uh, another one, and a big number. Brad Pitt turns 60 years old what? today. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Right? 60 years old Brad Pitt. Did I remember when he was a kid. Nowhere, yeah. 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 Uh, right. But he is... Uh, and, and, uh, God, he talk about the genetic lottery as well. Well, how much work do you think he's had done? So actually, I don't think he's had too much know. work done. I'll tell you this though he um, he was referenced. His uh, physique was referenced as the um, physique most men would want to have. Okay. Sort of a natural, not overly muscular, but cut up um, body style. Yeah, I, and I think a lot of that comes from Fight Club. Well, yeah, I mean, with the, the obviously he got nice and yeah. Tightened up for that because he had a shirt off a lot and he was flexing and everything. So, yeah, I wonder how he looks at uh, 60 today. You know, he looks pretty solid. He is sensational once upon a time in Hollywood. His character is so, so great. He's, he's a great actor. Yeah. And he's, producer. He's, he's solid, man. So, uh, happy 60th birthday to Brad Pitt today. Katie Holmes has her birthday. Hey, uh, excuse me, Holmes. Yep. Uh, Dawson's Creek, Batman Begins, and she turns 45 yeah. years old. Who was she involved? She was involved with um, some celebrity for a brief period after Tom Oh, uh, was it Jamie Foxx? Might have been Jamie Foxx. Yes, I think you're right. That sounds about right. Uh, then you have Steven Spielberg. So, uh, I watched uh, Indiana Jones over the weekend. Oh, and? The latest one. I really, really liked it. Okay. Yeah, it's fun. And um, I, I probably should revisit Crystal Skull because I just didn't care for it that much. Uh, and I love the first three so much. Th- this one's like nostalgic. If you like Indiana Jones, you'll like this movie. So, well, Nick, I, 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 and I, as I mentioned to you, that's what I thought, Nick. I had heard it crapped on a lot. A lot of people were saying they didn't like it. Yeah. I... I did like it, and and they thought, and the 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 suggestion was you would appreciate Crystal Skull more after seeing this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think this is pretty good. You know, okay. I, I um mm. listen, and it, it it ends kind of in a nice way. What were we going to say, Case? 
No, no, I was just going to say uh, Crystal Skull. Like, I know, like, the way it ended, everybody's like, okay, right. But I'm like, how about the way yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark ended yeah, for yeah, the, the yeah, Temple yeah, of Doom? Yeah, you know, like, all of them are pretty fantastical. Yeah. You can't have aliens. You got to have ghost creatures. Uh, yeah, so I'm uh, I'm happy to hear that, Nick. I had to uh, push that one off. Yeah. And, and me and Caroline, uh, that's kind of another one of those series that we like to watch. So uh, that will be what we do during it's, the break. It's sure. on Disney Plus now. And so, uh, you know, it's easy to stream or whatever. Let me know, Preston, what you think about like the, the de-aging and um, because they use some old footage of Harrison Ford and then like the de-aging technology to make him look younger and it, it's mildly, mildly distracting but then once you get past that, you're fine. Okay. Uh, and Steven Spielberg, need we even list yes. his credits? He is 77 today. Loser. Yeah. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin is also a year older and he is younger than Brad Pitt. He's 59. Hmm. His real name is Steven Williams, by the way. Yes. That's his... Uh, given name. So, 59 today. Rachel Griffiths, uh, Kathy, she was in uh, Brothers and Sisters. Oh. Um, Sounds unfamiliar? I Wait, hold on. That show, you ever see that show? Brothers? Oh, yeah, no, no, no. I absolutely saw that show. Uh, she, she was, was in, one of the sisters. She was in the movie uh, The Rookie with Dennis Quaid, where he plays a picture. She's his wife in Muriel's Wedding. She's the uh, the friend in the wheelchair. Yes. Uh, she's a great actress. I believe she's Australian. Okay. Yes, she, she was is. in uh, Six Feet Under. I just didn't care for her in that show. I I don't. I don't know why. I, it, uh, it had nothing to do with what her character. I think it was her face. I just couldn't. I just couldn't connect. That's fine. I yeah, just you're, not not, you're not required. I like everything about you, but <laughs> your face. But your face. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, not so much. She's 55 today. Uh, another actually uh, hitting a, uh, a milestone birthday today is guitarist Elliot Easton of The Cars. And he turns uh, 70 years old. I always liked his style. I always thought, you know, with the, with the kind of uh, new wavy feel that, yes. uh, that The Cars had, um, he played some pretty cool rock and roll guitar solos. He did, absolutely. And uh, they were great at their Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony. And he was definitely shredding at that. So Elliot Easton. Turned 70 years old today. Uh, then you have actress Ashley Benson, uh, Pretty Little Liars, Spring Breakers. Uh, she is 30. That's all your realm. That, uh, yeah, you're a Pretty Little Liars fan for today. Yeah. In fact, I'd be embarrassed if I sat here and talked about it for a while. Yeah. So I'll just move along <laughs> and mention either that in One Tree Hill. Uh, that Christina Aguilera ah. has her birthday today. And Christina Aguilera, who we knew when she got started as a teenager, is 43 years old today. How's uh, how's the health? Uh, she was uh, um, not uh, sick? I, no, I think she had a bad, rea- a bad reaction. I think she did one of the weight loss. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's Whoa. right. I remember seeing something about that and um, it might have been an issue. I've not seen her being involved in anything in quite a while, so mm-hmm. I'm not really sure what she's She was in to. The Voice. She left yeah. that. Yeah, she left that. No, she, 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 she just recently re-debuted again all spelt. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Wait, on The Voice? No, uh, oh. she's got some sort of residency, I think, in Vegas. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, she's 43 today. All right, we're looking for an answer to this question. What Apple product was codenamed the Dulcimer during its development? 215-263-WMMR. Let us go to Jeannie, see if she knows. Hi, Jeannie, good morning. Good morning. Is it the iPod? Yeah, you're yeah. correct, yeah. Yay! The iPod was called the Dulcimer. Yay! Hang on, Jeannie. Jeannie, Jeannie. 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 Jeann
we're going to give her a pair of tickets as MMR rocks Eric Stelisandro on Saturday, May 18th at the Keswick Theater in Glenside. And tickets are on sale now via AXS.com. All right, at the box office, number one uh, by far and away was uh, Willy Wonka. 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 Made uh, $39 million locally or domestically, I should say. Haven't spoken to anybody who saw it yet, but it's apparently getting pretty good feedback. The reviews are pretty good. Yeah. Hunger Games, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes was second, followed by The Boy and the Heron, uh, Godzilla Minus One, Trolls Band Together, Wish, Christmas with the Chosen, Holy Night, Napoleon, Renaissance was number nine, and the ten, uh, tenth on the list was Poor Things. So that was the take of the box office. So on Friday, I'm sure you guys saw this, the L.A. Uh, County Medical Examiner's Office released an autopsy report stating that uh, Matthew, uh, they were stating Matthew Perry's cause of death. Uh, of course, he died due to the uh, acute effects of ketamine, according to that report. Uh, he had passed away unexpectedly. He was 54 on October 28th, found unresponsive in a hot tub in his L.A. home. The medical examiner's office shared that the level of ketamine found in his blood was equivalent to the amount typically used for general anesthesia. Is this something he was administering he, himself? He, it was a treatment regimen that he was on, from right. what I understand, and I guess so, Kathy. I guess this is one of those where you can take it as a prescribed medication at home on your own. To help you handle your addiction? I would not heard of ketamine applied this way. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, it's it's not like he was going to a methadone clinic right. where you go and they, you know... And they, take your methadone home with you. Uh, yeah, yeah, so I, I, I don't know all the details. Really. So I, re- I feel like I remember uh, Neil. Oh, jeez, Tyson. Tyson. <laughs> Definitely not him. Uh, Brennan, Neil Brennan. Okay. I thought because he had been going, he he was he suffered from severe severe depression, mm. and I believe one of the treatments he used was a ketamine treatment. And I think this was part from what I read. I thought this was part of that treatment, not necessarily just you know for opioids, but there was some mm. kind of. Mental condition treatment that this right. has been a part of. That's what I thought. I read. I read it there. I've I've read a few different things, so I don't know what all's legit. Uh, yeah, wasn't that familiar with it? Uh, yeah. All all is my understanding is that they they knew he had it and he was using it supposedly for treatment, and right. he had and as you said, an excessive amount akin to yep. being uh, you know. Okay, so it sedated. looks it looks like uh, which is what I was thinking. It looks like it's an injection, okay. which means that I mean, at least I think that that could easily then you could. You know, administer more. And uh, I'm looking at an article at the Mayo Clinic, and it says um, at first it was something that could only be done um, by a medical doctor. And then there's uh, reports after that saying, you know, at home ketamine treatment and all of that. So I guess uh, people were able to administer it themselves. Uh, And it's like, you know, you've seen this before where people get too medicated and fall asleep essentially in the bathtub, yeah, in the hot tub, hot tub. and gone. You man, drown. Man, man. And that's what happened, man. That's, that's terrible. terrible. Uh, the report added that uh, drowning, coronary artery disease, and the effects of uh, buprenorphine also played a role in his death. So he had a, a lot going on. It's a, it, it sucks. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah. He, had, he, he just struggled. Again, yeah. Struggled with a lot of stuff. It's too bad. Um, some other stories to get to. Uh, according to a report by TMZ, the L.A. Police Department is investigating Michael B. Jordan's December 3rd car crash, uh, during which his blue Ferrari slammed into a parked car in Hollywood. <laughs> 
Video of the crash has since gone viral. I've not seen the actual crash. No, I've seen the damage of the car, though. It looked yeah. pretty substantial. Uh, the actor has yet to comment. Here's audio of the crash, listen. Oh. Wow. It's it, clear as a bell. Really good microphones. <laughs> Why would, you mic your, <laughs> why would you mic yourself up like that? I don't know. But listen again. You can hear it. <laughs> Were they, and from that alone, yeah. it seems as if he knew he yeah. was going to hit something. <laughs> like it just, he's clear. Listen. He, Kathy, you can hear. Listen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy <laughs> how mic'd up it was. I mean, clear. Yeah. yeah. I don't you hear the fear Listen, in there? Listen. You can hear it. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Nick pulled up the video. Did they actually show the the accident happening, Nick? Yeah. If you oh, listen, he's racing. Yeah, if yeah. you listen really carefully, Preston, oh. you can hear it. Listen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, no, it's it's him, and it's a blue Ferrari, and it looks like a red Ferrari next to him. Wait, and, wait, wait. And wait, they wait. look like they maybe are racing, or yeah, no? The, is that a Corvette? The extended audio things of that. It's, uh, I think the car that they hit was like a PT Cruiser. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh Look no. Oh yeah. Boom. <laughs> By the way, he's a he's a lousy driver. Horrible. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Because go straight. That's, and, and that's he he. he Veers to the left and then quickly back to the right and then uh, and then he hits the car. Wow. Okay. Well, they're, they're unfortunately the police have some audio forensic yeah. audio that mm-hmm. they can uh, work with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on. Uh, Kendall Jenner and Bad Bunny are no longer an item. That's what? I know. The pair were first linked in February of this year and uh, were last seen together the morning after a Halloween party at Chateau Maumont. I was reading a friend said that she, uh, it was kind of a mistaken identity thing. She thought she'd been dating Bugs Bunny. Oh, and, oh uh, no! Yeah, and... Uh, well, the initials are the same. Right, thing, and yeah. she was confused. Around the same time, the Dakiti singer and Sofia Vergara appeared to flirt on social media. The Modern Family actor had shared a clip of Bad Bunny's video for his song uh, Monaco to Instagram and translated lyrics on the track read, Sofia Vergara is beautiful, but she is more beautiful in person. And she wrote in the caption, Mas lindo eres tú, bad bunny. Eres tú, eres tú. Which translates to, <laughs> you are cuter. I like you boobies. Mm. <laughs> Mas lindo eres tú. Such a beautiful language. <laughs> it is beautiful language. It's beautiful. Uh, so anyhow, they're they're done. That's uh, that Over, a, done. That was a quickie, according to reports, by the way. We were just talking about this the other day. I think it was because it was her birthday or something. But uh, Maya Bialik mm. announced on Friday she is out as the host of Jeopardy. Oh, my mom is so happy then. I think a lot of people she are She can't happy. stand her, man. I, You know what? I like her. She's just not that great of a host on the show. Ken yeah. rocks it. Ken's great. And, and there and is a they, certain symmetry to having the greatest player of all time host Jeopardy. Yeah. And if they had to choose one, yeah. he's doing a better job. They could have had them fight in a ring. Okay. You know, that would have been interesting. I would have seen that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so she wrote, I have some Jeopardy news. Sony's informed me that I will no longer be hosting the syndicated version of Jeopardy. Uh, she did not elaborate on what led up to her departure. She said that she was honored to have received an Emmy nomination this year for Outstanding Host of a Game Show and said that she was deeply grateful for the opportunity to have been a part of the Jeopardy family. You know, it's kind of cool when they cut to the um, the audience and they cut to the line of people who are 
verifying answers and all their fact checkers. Yeah. There's a whole line of people sitting in front of monitors. There needs to be. Yeah, because yeah. Because you can't get that wrong because uh, right. it throws it throws the whole game off completely. So uh, Jeopardy said in a statement, we made the decision to have one host for the syndicated show next season to maintain continuity, continuity for our viewers. And Ken Jennings will be the sole host for syndicated Jeopardy. Uh, we are truly grateful for all of Mayim's contributions to Jeopardy and we hope to continue to work with her on primetime specials. Now, they've mentioned syndicated Jeopardy several times in this article. That's Jeopardy in general. Yeah, but what is, does the, maybe there are other Jeopardies that there's we're not some, familiar with? Primetime Jeopardy, right? So that's the one oh, that okay. Mayim Alec used to host, mm-hmm. and now Ken Jennings has been hosting that as well. So that's separate than syndicated Jeopardy? Yeah, yeah, this, okay. yeah. so in some, yeah, obviously in some, uh, <laughs> in some, some countries, in some states, uh, Jeopardy will run at 6.30. It may not run, here runs at 7, you know, mm-hmm. so syndicated. Okay. Uh, she's going to do, though, she might do a Blossom game show, which might be kind of interesting. <laughs> just about the, just the about show Blossom. Blossom. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, the answer six. Kathy would kill it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah would. She'd know all that stuff. <laughs> a couple who appeared on the hit Bravo reality show Below Deck are accused of scheming to obtain bogus opioid prescriptions using the names of other cast members, oh, according geez. to prosecutors. What? Yeah. Hope that ends up on the show. Uh, Dr. Francis Martinez, a 55-year-old urologist, and his wife, Jessica Martinez, 38 years old, Francis. indicted on charges of criminal sale of a prescription for a controlled substance uh, and falsifying business records. Wow. <clears throat> Martinez, who uh, starred on episodes of Below Deck Mediterranean and Below Deck Sailing Yacht with his wife, allegedly electronically transmitted a number of oxycodone prescriptions to pharmacies across Long Island under the names of other Below Deck stars, Mm. which Jessica would then pick up and pay for with cash. Did your wife fall down that hole, the Below Deck uh, shows? No, actually, I did more than than she did. Because of the the, the women? No, no, actually, because of the exotic locations and the food, and uh, it wasn't necessarily... Well, the, the Girls who work on the boat are pretty attractive. Yeah, definitely. But it's just a cool idea to be able to fantasize of going on one of those luxury trips. Robin you know? Leachian, in a way? A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. I interviewed one of the captains. I forget, I forget her name. Um, but she was she was really interesting. Um, and I kind of like piqued my interest into the show. I only watched like a couple of episodes. And then wasn't... Uh, Justin Guarini on? Yes, one of the- he was. He was on that. a couple of episodes. Yeah. We talked to him after he was on, and uh, he said it was a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, they, they pay for you to basically go, go on to vacation. paradise. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they first read, uh, raised red flags in January when Jessica's attempt to fill a bogus prescription handwritten by her husband caused a suspicious pharmacist to call the police. None of the oxycodone prescriptions were actually intended for the people named in the prescriptions. Uh, after her arrest, Jessica told police, we didn't sell any prescriptions. <laughs> it was all just oh, okay. for us. There was no diversion. Where are the addicts? Uh, so the couple are due back in court on January twenty fourth. We were yeah. buying all that heroin for us. <laughs> we yep. are the addict. And we didn't realize it was breaking the law. Uh, Sharon Osbourne is full of regrets when it comes to her last facelift. Uh, she's now 71 years old and opened up about the October 2021 surgery, which left her with one eye lower than the other. Oh, no. During an interview with... 
the Times, and she said, that was the worst thing I ever did. I looked like Cyclops. I had <laughs> she said, I had one eye here and one eye there. My mouth was all uh, skewiff, and then I had to wait for that to heal before I could go back and have it corrected. I said, what's it going to find the, the pirate ship? Uh, the procedure was Osborne's third facelift, having also gone under the knife in 1987 and 20, uh, 2002. You know what, Sharon? You're my best friend. As for why she underwent the <laughs> surgery gonna, again. You're going to oh. live with me now. You're going to live with me now, Sharon. And I'll treat you just like a pet. I will tie you up on a line and you can run back and forth in pain to do it. Uh, no, here's why she underwent the surgery again. She said, vanity, ego, oh, you look great for your age, she added, despite how she looks now. I know what I really look like. When I look in the mirror, I see the real me. Uh, in an interview with The Sun earlier this year, the television personality declared that she was done with plastic surgery following the procedure. She said, that one put me off and it frightens me. I really effing pushed it with the last face yeah. lip, And now, like no more, she also noted. Oh. Yeah, right. She's going to continue to get it fixed then. She said, time is against me. I cannot have another face. You got to be reasonable. <laughs> you well, you got to be honest with yourself and say enough is enough. I hope that she uh, is true to her word because yeah, that's not. But that's what happens. It's like then yeah. something like this goes, you know, and they have to fix it. So then they go back in and then they end up looking like Doc, a lion. I, I like a detachable nose. Uh, yeah. Three facelifts are not the only cosmetic surgeries that she had. Per the time, she also had breast implants, tummy tuck, and lifts to her legs and arms, along with Botox and fillers. I do love her, though, because she's like, no, 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 I had liposuction. Yeah, she, she lays it all out. She lays it all out. She should uh, do that, that thing where they put the, inject the oil into your biceps, too, pressed. Uh, <laughs> well, she did... She did uh, We'll go over here or Ozempic. She, or she was like, about to say. So she said oh, okay. during the interview, she commented on dropping the pounds since she started using Ozempic. She said everybody was on it. And I thought, well, I have a bit of, I'll have a bit of that. And so this is the outcome. She said it's been a year in December since I started to diet. I've lost forty two pounds. Wow. And I can't seem to put the weight back on, which is a luxury, but also it's like, be careful what you wish for. She said uh, that she now fluctuates between 98 and 100 pounds. You know, what the, you know what the problem is, though, is that she also said that she has a little bit of Ozempic face. Well, she, she said, she basically was like, oops, I took it a little too far. Right, like, yeah. she knows that she lost too much weight. Yeah, her and her family is concerned. Like, she said, okay, I'll take care of you. You'll be my best friend. Uh, they, <laughs> they want her to, to put some... That's right. And we'll go on wonderful adventures under the ground and find parachute. How tall? And then they'll cut out that scene about the octopus so it would make no sense at the end of it. <laughs> right? They're going to reference the octopus uh, at the end. Uh, no one's going to know what's going on. I can't see because I didn't see it. Yeah. Uh, how tall is she, by the way? I mean, uh, is mm. she like one of those 4'11", 5-footers? She's short, yeah. Because yeah. I, 98, 100 pounds, that's that's 5'2", really... it says. Wow. Okay. Hmm. That's way too thin. Yeah, yeah. that's too yes. thin. She yeah, she's, she said it. Yeah. She said she lost too much weight. I like the way the one eye rolls around and she's got that crop of hair on the top of her head. <laughs> and she wears her suspenders and her t-shirt. It's very she funny. She needs to put some weight back on, yes. All right, Here comes uh, the fatalities. Jason Momoa is getting candid about the future of Aquaman and the franchise. Uh, he speculated that his time playing Arthur Curry is likely coming to a close. He said, I don't necessarily want it uh, to be the end, but I don't think it's uh, really like a choice. Adding that uh, D 
DC Studios co-heads James Gunn and Peter Safran want to start their new thing up. Uh, a third Aquaman film was not among the many DCU titles that Gunn and Safran unveiled during their Slate announcement back in January. That doesn't mean, however, that Momoa's lost all hope of picking up his trident for a third time in the future. But he said, the truth of it is, I mean, if the audience loves it, then there's a possibility. But right now, it's not really looking too good. So he's, he's been in a couple movies as Aquaman. He really wants to play the character Lobo. Are you familiar with Lobo from the comic yeah. books? Yeah. Yeah. He's a weird character. That's his main... He's always loved that character. Really? Yep. Lobo. Interesting. Okay. Uh, he said, I love this character and I would uh, want to play for a long time. Uh, Momoa said, I kind of see where I would want it to go. And even in the next 10 years or so, like there's a lot of cool things that they can do. And I do enjoy the role and the world. So, I mean, it just comes down to uh, if people love it or not. Uh, Gunn had stated that uh, movies that are not part of his and Saffron's new cohesive version of the comic book universe like Matt Reeves' forthcoming Batman sequel would be considered Elseworlds entries, which may offer another chance for future Aquaman installments too. So we'll just have to wait and see you know, there, what happens with that. Uh, we're talking to Zack Snyder tomorrow, but um, there has been word that uh, Netflix might be interested in finishing out the Snyderverse. Oh. You know, we, you know, we saw that, that dystopian scene at the end of Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah. Awesome. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, we'll that, see. That I've gone back and watched that several times. I'm really intrigued by Tell me that's, ending up there somehow or another. You know what I mean? Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, John Hamm is ready to break bad. Apple TV Plus on Friday announced a series order for Your Friends and Neighbors, a new crime drama that will mark the Emmy winner's first anchor role in an ongoing series since Mad Men had ended in 2015. Uh, He's going to play a character called Coop, a recently divorced hedge fund manager who, after being fired, resorts to stealing from the wealthy residents in his Tony upstate New York suburb in order to keep his family's lifestyle afloat, according to the official log line. Uh, These petty crimes begin to reinvigorate him until he breaks into the wrong house at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he will executive. He will executive produce. I'm not going to give oh. that away. Uh, Ham recently wrapped season three of the Morning Show. Uh, he can currently be seen playing small town sheriff Roy Tillman in season five of Fargo. Five of Fargo, and is the star of EP and Fox's forthcoming animated comedy Grimsburg. Which has already been picked up for season two. I Wait, how guess. did I just see him show up? And he just—it was kind of like out of the blue, like a cameo thing or something. It wasn't even a cameo. That commercial uh, for Fargo, where he's sitting in the hot tub. No, because he's in. No, the, I'm uh, gonna look at his. Uh, because I, I know I was watching a show the other day, and, and hmm. then he showed up out of nowhere. I was like, Is okay. it a current show? Yeah, All right. I think so. <laughs> he will. He will do that. He'll do that now and then. On uh, Man, on Fargo Casey, he's just sitting in this hot tub, and, yeah. and people come up to talk to him, and he's uh, he has uh, nipple rings, which I was like, Oh uh, my god, John M. He, well, he explained the uh, the the prosthetic uh, nipple yeah. rings. Yeah, yeah, they were fake. They oh. nipples over his nipples. Yeah, with gotcha. rings in them. Yeah. Uh, Casey, there's a show that has... Oh, it's Good Omens. That's what it, it was. Okay. okay. Yeah. My daughter started watching Good Omens the other day, and uh, and so I was there watching the first couple episodes, and he plays Gabriel. Yeah. All right. Okay. Then one last story before we move on to the clips. On Friday, Neon Films released the full trailer for the highly anticipated new film by Ava du- DuVernay called Origin. Uh, she shared the trailer to Instagram and wrote in the caption, My heart beats inside of this film. I don't know much else to write here except that Origin is offering from me to you. It's a cry, a shout. 
out a fist, a deep breath, wow. a hand to hold. I hope it reaches you somehow. Will they be serving popcorn during those screenings? In the ways that matter, she said, and love A. So I don't know. The hell are you asking me? <laughs> yeah. Seems that's, that's what's gonna get me in the theater. Okay, it's true. Yeah, it seems a little vague. The other stuff. smart, maybe. But popcorn, I could just something I can lock onto. All right, um, let's do the clips. All right, yeah, yeah. Fans may know Marisol Nichols as Aubrey in Vegas Vacation. Yes. Special agent Nadia Yassir in 24 or Veronica's mom in Riverdale. But her real passion is Christmas movies. And here Marisol talks about starring in Hallmark movies. It's a different genre for me. And I've always wanted to play that. I've always wanted to do sort of the romantic comedy role. And I always got cast in these sort of dark, hard-hitting, you know, tough female roles. And so it's really nice to, to play something light and fun and joyful. It's more actually in line with who I am every day. Uh, Holly and Ivy, Christmas CEO, and we wish you a married Christmas, <laughs> are all streaming now on Hallmark TV, and she's in every one of those. I watched about eight of them over the weekend. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it was eight. It could have been one. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it didn't. I, I'll be, you know, I don't watch those, but yeah, I'll yeah. come in, and Rochelle is watching them, and I will glance at the at the clock and I'll see if it's getting close to the top of the hour then yeah, yeah. then no no it's coming to close and then <laughs> it, it'll be like a minute or two before the top of the hour and they don't kiss and I'm like Oh, it's one of those two-hour ones, right? Mm-hmm. You so know, they had a so they had a good one, and that somehow eluded eluded me. It was called Christmas at the Biltmore. Okay, and uh, the guy who is the guy in uh, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four, you know, the guy who's actually the body that Wonder Woman is banging. At the end, you see him in his real, his real. You know what I'm talking about? I only, oh. I gave that movie one right. view and then erased it from my memory. Anyway, he's sort of like a hallmark staple. He's oh, good, okay. and but it was sort of like a somewhere in time time travel thing. It was kind of nice. It was well done. Okay, yeah, nice. Is it? Does it take place at the Biltmore House? Yeah, in yeah. North Carolina. I've yep. been there. Yeah, yeah. It's the biggest house in America. All right. Next clip. Here we go. Action movies and newborns don't usually mix, and that's why two sets of twins, four babies total, were cast for The Family Plan. In this clip, Mark Wahlberg describes his first days on the set. The only difficult scene was the first scene where I'm doing the fight in the supermarket with the baby Bjorn because we wanted it to feel like there was a baby there and not a doll. We were able to get through that three long days. And then after that, when the professionals came in, they were able to uh, help us bond (laughs) with the children. Yeah! Did anybody see that? No. Oh, yeah, because it debuted over the weekend. It's supposed to be a lot of, uh, lot of watches. Uh, the Family Plan is streaming now on Apple TV, if you would like to see that. Apple Plus, there you go. And that's what I have in the Entertainment Report for you this morning. Um, no. No? I would like to okay. do this no. right now. Casey, give me, give me the proper audio together oh. this because it is yeah. time for a Christmas miracle. It's giveaway. a Christmas miracle! Yeah! Yeah! So... We only have four of these left to give away. The Christmas Miracle is on Wednesday. I'm going to do two today and two tomorrow. So this is one of those two right now. We'll take caller number 20 at 215-263-WMMR. You need to be in Phoenixville early on Wednesday morning at the Colonial Theater. And we're going to play some of our contests live on the air and a chance for you to win some fantastic prize packs from our favorite people, our sponsors of the Preston and Steve Show and WMMR. And, of course, if you wear a Miller Lite.
Light Ugly Sweater, you'll be in the running for a year of beer. Yes. Miller Light is the Ugly Sweater edition. So we have all kinds of prize drawings and stuff going on, and we would love for you to be there. You can go to WMMR.com for another chance to win. But we would like to get, take caller number 20 and let you come and join us on Wednesday morning. So get on it now. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Curtis Armstrong, Booger, Revenge of the Nerds, and more will be joining us in about an hour or so. And uh, also Nimesh Patel on the program. So stay with us on this Monday morning. We'll be right back. If you think Jackie Bam Bam is colorful on the radio, just wait till you see him in this year's Mummers Parade. MMR's beloved nighttime host once again struts his stuff down Broad Street in Philly's New Year's Day tradition. So if you're heading downtown, cheer him on. If your plans include the couch and nursing a hangover, well then, text MUMMER to 39333. We'll text you a link to let you know the how and when to catch Jackie on TV. Plus, check out a gallery of Jackie Bam Bam's award-winning MUMMER costumes from the station that loves being a Philadelphia tradition too. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Philly. So, Steve sent me an article. A woman took to TikTok and told her viewers about uh, some Christmas superstitions. And I didn't know that there were Christmas superstitions. Neither did I. And apparently some people believe uh, that things that you either do or don't do uh, on and around Christmas uh, will have... Dire consequences. Okay, I, I need to hear these because okay. at first I want to be like, this is ridiculous, but I might do them. So All right. I let, can't say let's, that yet. And, and if anybody wants to share any superstitions you and your family may have, uh, feel free to call us, 215-263-WMMR. So her name is Tatiana, and she said, number one, uh, leaving a Christmas tree without any type of ornaments or decorations will attract evil spirits and negative energy. Oh, come on. Well, why would you put a tree up and not put decorations on it? That's right. You're, you're you're inviting evil spirits into your house. <laughs> I was impressed. I'm. Uh, it's not superstition, but like I'm like oh, we didn't bake Christmas cookies yet. Like I have to like run out and get the ingredients today well, because we haven't done that and time's running out. Any excuse for you to get in the kitchen? So I don't know if it's a superstition <laughs> so much so that like it's a tradition that we need to do. Tradition. 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 Some of these are actually though. There's uh, some some sort of pleasant things. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There, there are way. things that you do that are. You know, like, uh, for example, pleasant. the Elf on the Shelf. I is, love the Elf on the Shelf. That is a tradition, I, right? Yeah. There, was, there was, a, there was a, a video that ran that a friend sent me, and it's about Elf on the Shelf, and it's telling new parents, 
Don't do it. I, and yeah. but, see, I don't I, do no, it. No, I completely disagree. I love it. I think it's so much fun. I yeah, understand yeah. that it, it's just an added thing around the holiday season, but I I love it. I love the damn elf. You love the damn I elf. Love Buzz. Then do the damn elf. Our, right. our elf is Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> yes, because when the elf came, Jace was little, and that was what he named our elf. Was oh, that's Buzz his Lightyear. name. I think uh, if you were just using a little Buzz Lightyear yeah, figurine. Uh, no, no, the really kids. That's not a real elf. The kids it's can. Joe Preston. Yeah. The kids can name their elf. Why is our elf in military fatigue? Yeah. But I will tell you, I think uh, Preston, you and I, we probably, uh, we dodged a bullet because the um, we the way people are getting really, really creative with these elves, that didn't exist when we had our elves. Your elves just moved around, Our right? elves just, they still, they just move around. Yeah. Um, our elves just made an appearance the other day. I don't think our kids even noticed. Before, when they woke up, it was like, boom, they yeah. out of the bed, like, let's see if you can find the I elves enjoyed, first. Right? Yeah. Like, they love that they yes. got they got up they were looking for the elf where did the elf move to i agree but That's now about it now uh these elves they're so crazy that uh, they're doing all this crazy stuff while the kids are sleeping let me ask you this how uh-huh. do you explain though to a child uh when you're in target and you go by and you see you know 50 elves in a box helpers. those aren't the real ones those yeah. aren't the real ones <laughs> no. i haven't those had are to explain just the toys they're, they're the, the helpers ones that they're allowed to touch because you can't touch the real elf oh, right. oh. oh so. by the way did you see the video of the kid that touched the elf oh and like was hysterical dude crying? like steve the other kids in this house were sobbing and like they were they were <laughs> fearful so what is Oh, I don't know the legend. So, so what? what she is, just said you can't touch can't, the elves. So, what? What? Why? It takes away his magical power. Oh, okay. Wait, yeah, I didn't know that. Casey it nullifies the whole thing. I didn't, I didn't realize the power of the touch. Wait, mm. I forgot about this, and so I'm going to put this out there. If there's any Plymouth Township or Conshohocken police officers that can help my elf with something, send me an email. Okay. So, did you see the uh, a family moved from? Uh, you know, they sold their old house. They moved to a new house, and uh, the elf apparently was trying to break into the old house. Oh, my God. And so we, the police put the elf in the back of their car and drove to the house. Wow. <laughs> and so the little, the little girl answers the door and the police officer's at the front door and he's like, ah, I got somebody in the back of my car, says they know you, they belong in this house, can you come and identify them? The little girl walks out, the, the officer opens the back door and her elf is sitting in the That's, That's the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but Case, you talk about elves doing crazy things. Uh-huh. I was like, I need a police officer That's to help That's the craziest thing. <laughs> I, so, so the, the magic goes if you touch it. If, yeah, if, yeah. if the kids touch it, can because the cop had to cut the elf. Yeah, right? it's, it's if the kids touch okay, it. Okay, all right. From what I understand. Hang on, let me go to Barbara. <laughs> Let's talk about the elf here. Hey, Barbara, morning. Good morning. Um, so, well, you know, one year we got the elf thing, and um, my daughter loved it. And then the, she said to me, wouldn't it be neat if next year he came back and he was married? <laughs> so we had to find a female elf. So then the next year he came back and he was married. And then the ne- that year she said, wouldn't it be neat if they had babies? <laughs> so then, then I had to find, and I found on Itzy, a woman in Ireland that was making little elf babies. <laughs> the elf babies. Yeah, so then we had twin elf babies. And then oh, they needed- Barbara, that's when you say, wouldn't it be great if you shut up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I hated to say. And so then it got to the point I was moving five things around every night. No. It was awful. You weren't yeah. doing anything. No, you weren't doing anything. And they were you freely were working of their own autonomy, yeah. Yeah, but you were overseeing the, it. They go back to the North Pole. Is that what they do? Yeah, they go every yeah, night. every and night. Oh, my they, God. They report back to Santa. Thank you, Barbara. They report whether or not... Uh, They've been naughty or nice. So I never realized that so they Santa's were the eyes. conduit for Santa. Yeah. They are basically yeah. 
Snitches. And that's why, Steve, when totally you see, you, I, have to, I have to show you this video because, like, the kids are, like, yeah. it was like Armageddon. They're like, what are we going to do? And then and then when the video comes around to the living room, the one kid is, because you don't know what's going on. You These kids are screaming bloody murder, and you have no clue right, right, yeah. what's going on. And then um, you just see this two-year-old holding an elf. It's actually kind of creepy, Steve. So, like, our, ours <laughs> is uh, Norm. Yeah. And so you could say, Norm is watching. Uh, watching. Okay. <laughs> watching. Constantly. Oh, yeah. All the time. Oh, oh hail, 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 hail Norm. Yeah, totally. Steve, they do go back to the North Pole, which is why mine wears a bomber jacket and goggles. Well, because he's flying chilly. himself. Yes. Yeah. It gets okay. chilly. It's I, so I think I would probably love this. Didn't have it as a kid, obviously. Yeah, when no, I, I was a kid, Jesus had just died. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so, so you they didn't were still it wasn't yet. even a holiday they were still yet. Putting Christmas yeah. together yeah. at right. that point. Right, okay. right. All right. So let me add a couple of other um, superstitions or uh, uh, rituals that that are uh, not the standards uh, for Christmas. So she said, "This is this uh, TikToker um, talking about the decorations." She said, "Going along with that, the fact that you can't have a Christmas tree uh, without ornaments because uh, that's uh, that attracts evil spirits, evil spirits, negative energy." Okay. Going along with that, listen to this. As pretty as it looks to have your tree visible from the outside of your house, this is actually considered extremely bad luck. Oh, no. Why? I don't know. Well, then you can kiss my ass because I have mine in the display window. (laughs) Come on in, evil spirits. You you never want anyone from outside to be able to look into your window and see the tree that you have inside of your house. That's the point of it. That's part of the point of it. Yeah. Suck suck it. it's, uh, It's going to cause a lot of financial problems. Why? No, we've done this my entire life, like, and I'm doing just. I'll, right. I'll tell you okay. one thing that you that you don't want to do is is if you have your if your tree your tree can be visible. You don't want to have an easy. You don't want people to be able to look in and see your presence, presence. right out on the other side of the window. So that that can encourage theft. But I mean, listen, they can just take it off your porch now. It makes it so much easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, she continued saying number two. Holly can be used as protection against witches and dark magic. It is customary for people to purchase this and bring it into their homes around Christmas time. I, I, I so I like all the the Krampus stuff, and I watched that movie over the weekend. There's something in the barn about the uh, Norwegian. Barn elves and yeah. the legend of all that stuff. It is pretty yeah. cool. There's a few different superstitions around the world yeah. that are along the lines of Krampus, this yeah. you know evil character of some type, evil entity that uh, that has a uh, somehow or another connection to the holiday. And they they walk sort of the fine line, pressing Krampus. If you 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 have to sort of be a real prick, uh, you know, for Krampus to come and, and do what he's going to do. And with the barn elf or with the elves in in that tradition, if you follow this their rules, they will help you with, like, farm chores. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Number three on this, another superstition. Never, under any circumstances, should you give shoes around Christmas time. This will ensure that the person that you gift the shoes to will walk out of your life. I'll tell you this. These boots are made for walking. I got shoes one time as a kid, and I wanted to walk out of their lives. Well, listen, I've given and received, like, slippers and things like that, which are are a pretty standard Christmas gift. And those are shoes. Did you you walk out of the I left right there. I abandoned my... Yeah, I'm out of here. Spit in her face. Daddy's and walk going bye bye. 
People in Greece will actually set their old shoes on fire around Christmas time because this will prevent any misfortunes within the new year. Set your old shoes on fire. Yeah. Uh, So she did a follow-up video. Those were the main ones, and then she was flooded with comments of people who were... uh, Mentioning their own Christmas. Uh, One that surprised me in the list that I had not never heard of. Have you the thing about putting a baby blanket under the Christmas tree? Did you see that, Preston? Yep. Yeah. Yep. What's that? For fertility. Oh. Okay. So you put a baby blanket under the tree, and you'll have a baby the next by, morning. N- yeah, the, the next, next morning. morning. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah, okay. a handyman will come in while you're asleep. All right. So in a follow-up video, she said, "This is another list of Christmas superstitions. Number one, it is said that a Christmas tree should always be burned once your time with it is done within the home. But it has to be burned in the home, in uh, your living room. Uh, those who simply just dump the tree outside are opening up their home to unruly spirits and evil creatures." <laughs> So, so this is a quick thing here. So, since the um, the Christmas tree in history was ported over from pagan, yeah, you know, they, they needed simple. something to make it attractive, yeah. And so, uh, I can see that it carried some of that extra bulk yeah, with it. From what I understand, that uh, a lot of the traditions were they had taken these pagan things and essentially converted them. So they, into they met in the back room. And I got to tell you, yeah, we got to do some stuff's rocking, and they're getting a lot of converts. <laughs> if we could chuck a tree into this whole thing, it'd be really good. Yeah, that's apparently the yeah. way it worked. So uh, those who here's another, another one. It, it's believed that a candle lit on Christmas Eve should be left burning all the way until Christmas Day at the base of your tree. Yeah, well, right. part of the Advent uh, <laughs> wreath that uh, we always, um, like on Christmas Eve, like cause you, yeah. we would light the candles, we would uh-huh. say a prayer. I don't remember if we blew the candles out before or after dinner, but they were blown out pretty quickly. But on Christmas Eve, th- those candles stayed lit. Stay until- lit all night? Mm-hmm. There you go. So, and that's part of this, uh, Casey. So people okay. used to routinely, you know, well, uh, they'd put lit candles in the tree, they would have small candles that would be decorations. Yeah, they before would electric be- lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, she added that the caveat to be safe with unattended candles before concluding with uh, her final superstition. And that is, it is believed that if a woman happens to crack an egg on Christmas Eve with two yolks inside of it, it means that uh, she will have twins within the next upcoming year. That's only if they conceive or uh, under the tree. Yeah. So you have to you have to have intercourse under the tree. Under the tree. Yeah. Which there's not a lot of room under there. <laughs> With one of those shoes. Yeah. Uh, dozens of hopeful moms-to-be have shared old wives' tale issued by women wanting to become a welcome a baby. So most recently, uh, Blanca Hernandez from Charlotte, North Carolina, documented her efforts as she should explain the superstition. She sat cross-legged under the floor. She wrapped up a baby blanket in festive paper hmm. uh, before addressing it to her future newborn and placing it under the tree. So I guess you wrap it with, you know, Christmas paper, wrapping paper. Uh, She added overlaid text, which read, there's an old wives' tale that if you put a baby blanket under the Christmas tree, next Christmas you will have a baby with you. Hmm. So it was not. Now, will it be a child that you conceived or one you abducted? Um, they don't specify. I guess it really yeah, doesn't yeah, matter, yeah. right? Doesn't matter, yeah, got maybe. it. Yeah. Uh, here are, this is from the Appalachian Christmas legends and superstitions. Uh, animals kneel at midnight yes. on Christmas Eve, as they did by the manger when Christ was born. Uh, they also talk during this time. Yes. It's pretty wild, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> I mean, one night, so I got something to say. Uh, that cat litter is sucking. Yes. Uh, President, so my, growing up, my friend's mother 
strict Irish Catholic, wonderful person. Mm-hmm. But she, it's one of those things. She fully believed. She bought it. She fully believed that on that night, though the animals genuflected. Mm. Uh, not the talking. Never heard the talking. Mm. Oh, and by called. the way, it's bad luck to catch them speaking. So that's why nobody's ever oh. actually caught them speaking. What are you doing? Just a little, yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> you want to ruin it? Uh, also, it says if you sit under a pine tree on Christmas Day, you can hear angels sing. But beware, if you hear them, you'll be on your way to heaven before next Christmas. Whoa. You're going to die. Whoa. Yeah. So I used to hear that there. this was a legend that uh, like at midnight mass, it used to be you uh, if people who were tuned into these things could see the images of people who would die. Oh, geez. Loved ones. That, that who are going to die walking towards the church. Oh. Yeah. Mm. So, so they would see the images of people who would die in the fo- in the following year mm. walking towards them. My friend Chet fainted at midnight mass one oh, time no. while we were all there. Um, rather than, you know, some type of divine uh, moment, I think it's because of the weed we smoked and the shots <laughs> we did before we went in there. Probably it. I'm guessing. You were taking your own communion. He had uh, he had actually passed out. It was the second time he had passed out in church. We called him the Antichrist. <laughs> That's it. He couldn't the take other, it. The other time was yeah. at a wedding. And uh, so, yeah, after that, uh, the he Midnight Mass, I think it was the second one. And then, uh, yeah, he was Satan after that. Who's the Antichrist? Uh, so bread and cakes baked cakes baked on Christmas Day have special healing virtues. I like this. Uh, some folks preserved them for use in curing illness during the coming years. I uh, actually tried this over the weekend. I rubbed a pound cake on my fistula. Okay, and nothing. No, no fistula. No, no. no nothing. Uh, it's uh, here's a tough one for you, Steve. It's bad luck for a cat to meow on Christmas Day. Uh-huh. If it does, evil spirits will visit every day during the coming year. Okay, well, we're well, after, yeah, yeah, we're yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm basically living in hell. <laughs> and then lastly, on this list of Christmas superstitions, it said a crowing cock <laughs> on Christmas Eve scares away evil spirits. So Shooting off guns and fireworks also <laughs> works. A crowing cock, yes. will, what will it do? Uh, it will scare away evil spirits. So get your cock to crow on Christmas Eve. What about a dribbling? I don't know nothing yeah. about that. Social diseases. Or you can just go shoot off guns and fireworks. Yeah. Okay. Uh, on, on Christmas Eve. On Christmas Eve. Yeah. Man, so I used to live in an area years and years ago on Long Island where I, I don't know what, I guess, the, the, the group in that area or whatever, you know, the ethnic composition, but man... Christmas Eve, you would have thought it was the 4th of July. Oh, yeah? Oh, my God. Shooting off fireworks? Oh, my God. Yeah. And it was kind of cool. Are you guys in the Christmas spirit yet? Absolutely. I am not. Really? Yeah, I'm trying. I've set up the lights. The house is decorated. I feel like I need to listen to nothing but, like, Bing Crosby for the next week or so. Have you you done anything... have you been charitable or kind or... or um... No, as a matter of fact, I've been more miserable lately than ever. Wow. Uh, Sorry to hear that. No, that, that we all go through those, those I, times. I, no, I don't have it. Uh, yeah. No, not right now. I, you guys know it's not a big... Like, we had Jason Isaacs on the other day, and he's, he's yeah. not a fan of, of Christmas either, and I was like, huh, not just me. Yeah. Uh, I'm just... It's it's more... I'm ready. I, I'm happy when it's over. Yeah. Uh, and not that... Nothing over! It's, yeah. it's not that I'm dreading it. But it's a fun day. It's an enjoyable day. Uh, but I don't take it in like weeks of this. You know what I mean? Do you know what pep you up? What? Rambo on the shelf. 
Rambo on the show. I'm looking okay. at you. I'm going to see you. No, you're nice. I'm coming for you. It's a great idea. Rambo on the show. <laughs> yeah. uh, Casey, I'm glad you asked the question. I'm actively avoiding Christmas this year. Like, huh? No tree, no decorations. I like. What? I don't even think we're going to do presents. It's um, whoa. Yeah, I, 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 like I, I'm. A, I'm a Grinch this year, and when? I feel. I feel bad about this. Um, well, this past weekend, uh, we were gonna, we decided. Um, whether or not we were talking to each other about whether or not we wanted to put up a tree and okay. we were just like no and so it's still in the basement I, right. I mean like I don't know why I'm anti-Christmas this year but I really am and you I feel what? bad just about it go, go with it I mean if, it, if it's the way you feel and then and then if it comes organically and naturally that's fine I but- think like the forced buying of presents has really gotten to me um, like the commercialism of it has, has started to like weigh on me and um, and I feel like a jerk I really do but I'm just so not into it me personally I would rather to treat uh, Christmas like uh, Thanksgiving. Yes. Where we have a nice meal and we spend time together. It's the leading up to a thing yeah. that's, that's it's a little overwhelming for me. It has been for a long time. But you know why? Because I'm not a good gift giver. I'll tell you I this. I suck at it. I know that that weighs heavily on you and I get it. I, um, all the years of my life, my mother was so hardcore into Christmas and so that has always carried with me. Now, I have had my lean years mm-hmm. where I'm like, I was going through the motions, you know, uh, and I and I and I put it up, and I and I hoped that it would um, get me into the spirit, and eventually it would at some level. I find this year I I went in early, and um, my Delco trim lights really help. By the way, oh yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, yeah, the uh, but it's just um, to me what happens in my neighborhood, and I, I would only wish this for everyone else is that there is a, a very uh, people come by the house and they they you know Merry Christmas and they like the the display and so I sort of by sheer force of will make it happen. Yeah. This year happens to be more of a banner Christmas year for me. But I've been there where things have just sucked mm. after the loss of a of a loved one or whatever. I yeah, I get it. Or you're just you just feel overwhelmed. He's not feeling it. Yeah, just and don't beat yourself up for that if you're not in it. Just let it if it happens, it happens. But just if you can find time to be happy to be with friends or whatever, yeah. But then that's good too, you know. Yeah, I think I, you know, yesterday I, I feel like the last few Sundays have just been miserable. Has, weather. I know why, and that didn't help, man, yeah. at all. I, I, Basketball. Yeah. <laughs> well, Casey, on Saturday I got. I finished all the yard work that I've been trying to do all fall, right? Like, just, like, cleaning up leaves and, like, cleaning up outside. And so I felt really good about that. And then when I was finished doing that, I'm looking around the house on the outside. I was like, all right, now do I take the time to do the lights, Steve? And I'm like, no, because I don't want to take them down eventually either. Like, it's the putting up and then the taking them down. That's why you got to go with Delco trim lights, lights, man. Oh, oh my God. I effing love them. Yes. (laughs) And I paid for it all myself. So And I I love it. And the neighborhood loves it. And you will love it. Too because Nick, mm-hmm. they put it up and it stays up, and you never, it's the perfect scenario. No, I'm sure you're right. I, I probably would feel better and more Christmassy if I did that kind of stuff, but eh. I'm not well, anti Christmas. I'm just not like you're not feeling it. I'm not jingling all the way right now. All right, well here I brought something for you guys this morning, mm. uh, and this will this will maybe put you in the spirit. So cookies? No. Well, actually, I do have cookies oh. here, but that's not where I'm going to have you try. Okay. Oh. So, of acid. So Caroline made these. I was telling you guys about this. It was the. Um, uh, the crescent rolls oh. uh, with the uh, the brown sugar and butter yes. right. combination. So I would like you guys to try one of these, Casey. I can't eat right now because I have a uh, chewing I'll tobacco in. <laughs> no, so I'll chewing tobacco. <laughs> so I will My doctor put me I on am, chewing tobacco. I am not allowing anybody to have mine. <laughs> I'm just not going to eat mine right I now. I have chewing tobacco. In my All right, then. <laughs> 
I'll get back to that story in <laughs> Afghanistan in a second. I just got some chewing. Uh, <laughs> All right, I'll let you guys try them. They're so easy to make. I just absolutely so love this is these like, things. Okay, so very good. Wait, is this a cinnamon roll? It's. I think it's better than the cinnamon. Okay, roll. so it, yeah, it's more like a, a little crescent, and she adds the sweetness to yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, so the, yeah, okay. this isn't out of a. Uh-huh. I mean, the, the the crescent rolls are out of the can, but uh, the the added. Um, got it's got a little sweet brown in there. sugar and butter and <laughs> a lot of sweet, <laughs> a little sweet. Yeah, I like she made these, and I couldn't stop eating them. Like I had, to, I'm like, get these out of here. This would be a nightmare for you to have these. Great, right? yeah. Right? Oh. <laughs> Yep. Uh, and she made cookies as well. I'll have you guys try these <laughs> later because there's a note on here and it says, choose wisely. One of these yummy cookies has way too much salt in it. Oh. So she did like uh, Russian roulette. Like she did what? it on purpose. I love it. Amazing. Oh. Like one of the cookies she loaded up with salt. So one of them is going to taste nasty. Look at those pro level cookies. And also, also these are made from scratch. Look at her handwriting. Oh, she's got. Amazing. Great handwriting. And, and, and did she make that container? Great penmanship. She made this container. <laughs> wow. Out of polyurethane. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Homemade. But I, I helped out with the cookies last night. Uh, but just, yeah, she's become a baker. The only thing that would make this crescent roll any better is if it's right out of the oven. But this is so damn delicious. Isn't that good? It's fantastic. Nice work. All right. Well, so there you go. Get a little bit look of... At, uh, Nick is... Look at his heart no. grew two times. <laughs> oh, oh, my God! Wow! The Grinch. All I took was sweets. Have Casey try some after. Uh, yeah, maybe it'll get. Once you done with the shawl, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm spitting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Christmas t- uh, tobacco. Yep. But uh, we'll try some of the cookies a little bit later. Can on. anyone tell me? Sure, it's chewing tobacco, Charlie Brown. <laughs> really? <laughs> For those who have not yet caught the, actually, we're getting a lot of texts, uh, Casey, that are coming in and, and sharing the sentiment, and actually are feeling good about the fact that they're not the only one. When sometimes you're not feeling it, and everybody else around you is, you can yes. be like, "Well, what's wrong with me?" Please don't beat yourself up. You know for what it. I mean? Yes, absolutely. You're absolutely entitled to it, and just you know, you know what? I bet I'll feel it a little bit more uh, after Wednesday with the Christmas Miracle broadcast. Like well, that always kind of gets me in the mood. Didn't Kathy promise to flash you on Christmas? Oh yeah. my God! Well, that was between <laughs> us. <laughs> that's on. That's what we come today. Yeah. Merry Christmas! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Nikki! Oh my God. Oh, you guys are disgusting. I, I didn't say Kathy. it. Well, guys. thank you. Yeah. yeah. These guys. <laughs> Oof. I, at least I set the wheels in motion, Nick. <laughs> thank you. Merry Christmas to everyone. Uh, but I, I am looking forward to uh, to the day and, and having a little time off. I mean, the, the leading up to a part with uh, with working on top of it and having to do all the other things. If you can get a couple of days off right around then, I think it makes it, a big difference. I know, and, and yeah. it's, a, it's a tough year. Uh, 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 you know, we have a very simple dinner. My wife is going to make me chocolate chip cookies, <laughs> and, and we're going to have our... our and that, I look forward so much to that time, yeah. uh, uh, you know, to... to that is everything. That's yeah. it. All distills down to that, and yeah. and it, so you don't need all the trappings, unless they're one of our sponsors. And yes, you do. Yes, yeah. you do. No, no but, it's the company you keep. Yeah, it, absolutely. Yep. Beasley. Yeah. All right. <laughs> anyway, oh, uh, somebody's asking me if I'll share the recipe for the for the uh, the crash rolls. It's actually crazy easy. Yeah. It's just uh, dark brown sugar, which you mix with some melted butter until it's uh, kind of like a paste of sorts. Mm-hmm. And then you just, and you can add in a little cinnamon if you want right. to, a little salt if you want to, too, depending on if you like the sweet and salty thing. But it's really, uh, you just kind of eyeball it, and then you you spread out the um, 
uh, the crescent rolls. They're, they're in triangles, and you just spread some on there, and you roll them up, and then you cook them per the directions, and that's it. It's that's crazy. It. They're like easy. mini cine- cinnabons without the icing, and then so I, I like them better than than the cinnamon rolls because the um, uh, the consistency of the the crescent is a little more tender. I like cinnamon rolls, but they can be kind of they're a little. Tough doughy. is the wrong yeah. word, but a little doughy. doughy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the ratio of, of um, dough to cinnamon is yeah. a lot more even. Yeah. Hey, is uh, Carter coming home? And if so, h- how long is he going to come home? Because yeah, I know he's not far. but No, he's not far, but he'll be back on uh, Wednesday, I think, is when he gets in. And I, I don't know. I guess he's going to stay till you know, the, right after the first of the year. So it's going to be hard to get a flight. So that's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, I know. Man, Westchester Airport. God almighty. Yeah. Is... Uh, <laughs> this time of year, it's crazy. Dad, um, I'm not going to be able to make it. I could not catch a flight from Westchester. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you started walking now, you'd be home. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I told you when I was at Westchester one year, it was yeah. Chris, uh, Christmas Eve, and we were like, we are not going home. We're, we're staying here up until the last second. And our parents called on Christmas Eve, and my mom and uh, my best friend Stacy's dad, I remember Stacy's dad going, he goes, get your ass yeah. home. Yeah. We were like, oh. Oh, I guess we gotta go home. And now. he's kind of playing that too because initially he was gonna come back today. Oh, and now it's Wednesday. Get your ass back here! Yeah. Come on, man. Oh no, man! It's same, fun by the there. way, same dilemma on a very Brady Christmas, which was on MeTV last night. You remember the very Brady Christmas? <laughs> it's been ages. Cindy's away at college, and okay. she wants to go on a ski thing. Of course, it wasn't a real Cindy because the real Cindy wouldn't be a part of that movie. But anyway, uh, and <laughs> oh, right, then okay, she okay. just went home. And uh, she had the same, basically the same thing that you went through. Get your ass home. Okay. Get your ass home. No. All right. Well, anyhow. You lisping bitch. Was not familiar with those. Uh, <laughs> you lisping bitch. <laughs> I was not familiar with those uh, superstitions around Christmas time, but apparently there are a few of them. And we're going to we're gonna get into some of our, uh, our holiday things. Uh, Themes that we normally do this time of year over the next couple of days, help them find some gifts, stuff like that, maybe, or, or looking out for bad gifts. And maybe so this on. is exactly what everyone here needs if, you, if you're feeling, you know, not in the spirit. Speaking of gifts, at some point this morning, we'll do another invite Christmas miracle. Not going to do it now, but because we just gave one a little while ago, but we have three left. So we'll do one more today and then two more tomorrow. And then that is it because the live broadcast is going to be on Wednesday. But that doesn't mean we don't have other things to give away. Casey, tomorrow night, is hosting a screening of the very much anticipated film Rebel Moon Part 1. Yes. From our good friend Zack Snyder, who we're going to talk to tomorrow. Yes. Mind you. And so we've got some passes for the screening tomorrow night. We'll take callers number uh, 12 and 13 at 215-263-WMMR. It will be coming out on December 22nd on Netflix, by the way. And this is a huge passion project for Zack Snyder. He's been trying to get this thing going for years, and finally it is out. So that screen is tomorrow night. By the way, where is it, Casey? I'm uh, sorry. Uh, fashion District. Okay. Uh, the AMC Fashion AMC District. AMC Fashion District right. in uh, Center City. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back in a second. We'll get to the Bizarre File. Then we have guests uh, Curtis Armstrong and Namish Patel on the program, too. So stay put. We'll be back in a moment. Don't you hate it when some jerk on the radio says, Hey, Alexa, open MMR. Uh, did it work? No? Okay. Well, maybe, hey, Alexa, wake me up to WMMR every day at 6 a.m. And if that didn't work, just know that you can do that anytime yourself. You're welcome. Get social with Preston and Steve. 
Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Before we get to the B-File, a couple of shout-outs. And, uh, Steve, you wanted to mention one, a guy that you and I know very well. Uh, when you talk about a nice guy, just a supremely nice guy, he's one of the nicest guys I've ever met in my life. Both Claire and I love this guy. I know you and Rochelle do as well, yep. Preston. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone who has uh, had the opportunity to um, uh, meet him, he is uh, one of the top um, uh, tech guys for Xfinity. Uh, his name is Joe Casey, and he uh, he had a, uh, an incident that put him in the hospital about a week ago, yep. and uh, he seems to be doing okay. I'm corresponding back and forth with him. He apparently is uh, in Lehigh uh, a hospital, and uh, so he uh, he just asked for a shard out. But again, this is such a nice guy. And Joe, we are thinking about you, and anything we can do, we love you to death. And you just keep us apprised of what's going on with you. And uh, here's to a quick uh, turnaround, and you getting out and enjoying the holidays uh, with your family. So this is for you, Joe. And Joe, you got to get better because you have to make that honey. Yes. It's so good. He's the bee man. It is the best. I always request him, like, can we get some more of the honey? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So get better, Joe. We hope you're doing well, man. All right. A couple other quick shout outs. Uh, This one says, uh, what's up, Totally Presbo? (laughs) My name is Aaron Parker, and I would like to get a big, juicy big juicy shout-out to my sister, Sergeant Eileen Parker, or Aileen Parker, of the Middletown Township Police Department on Monday. Today, uh, she is being promoted to lieutenant. Uh, She was the first female detective and sergeant in Middletown Township history. That's awesome. And now will be the first female lieutenant. And we are so proud of her and can't wait to see what else she accomplishes in the future. Her and Kathy are also proof that even a couple of girls from Levittown and make it in life. And she says, 10 points for Bucksco. Keep it in Nooch. That is from Aaron Parker. So here you go. Shout out and a congratulations. That's a huge, that's a huge thing. Job, yeah. Aileen. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, this one is another police-related one. It says, I'd like to give a big juicy shout out to the dozens of law enforcement agency business organizations and individuals who supported the 28th annual Lieutenant Patty Simmons Law Enforcement Food Drive. Each year, uh, the drive collects tons of food to support nine banks, food banks in Montgomery County. 
the event culminates with a parade of emergency vehicles at, that escort a flatbed tractor trailer to the Norristown Salvation Army, where we unloaded enough food to keep them going to into next spring. None of this would be possible without a massive support that we received from everyone who works countless volunteer hours to make it all happen, and they are definitely shard out worthy. That is from Brett Wells, uh, who is the drive co-chair. So well done. There's a shard out. Absolutely love hearing that, guys. Thank you, and great work. All right, let us do the B file. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. All right, we'll start with this brought to you by Pro Team Collision, your certified collision repair center. If you get into an accident, Pro Team Collision is there for all of your auto body repair needs. A family vacationing in Sri Lanka had a close encounter with a wild elephant which ransacked their vehicle in search of food. The incident occurred. That was a. That was a. It's me. It was, it was pretty good. That's Steve on the elephant. Yeah. Uh, the incident occurred while a van with tourists was passing through the Yala National Park. Uh, the video showed a the animal emerging from behind the trees and smashing through the van. Wow. Window. Yeah. What a friggin' nightmare. Uh, the tusker then searched for food through the driver's side of the seat and pulled out a paper bag. It got back in again, sniffing for more food. Ooh, one, for do. Well, listen to this. One of the one of the tourists in the van can be seen passing on their packet of uh, chips to the elephant as the driver <laughs> frantically tried to escape. Wow. Uh, you do Kas- anything. Uh, Kasim uh, Benazyake, who was in there, said, it started sniffing around our feet for food, and the driver told us to give it anything we had. So I fed it my son's <laughs> leftover sandwich. And uh, he was traveling with his family at the time. Uh, he said, uh, t- he told me, throw the rest of it out the window. So I did, and the driver then managed to speed off. Miracle whip! Yeah, those sandwiches. Yeah, gets all pissed off. Uh, those sandwiches and chips probably saved our lives, he said. No one was hurt in the incident. Wow. So, yeah, it could have gotten real bad. We're looking at the video footage of it. The, the trunk comes inside the car. It's just like, I'm, wow. I'm taking what you got. Man. Memphis police, uh, the Memphis Police Department is arrested and charged a woman. They say shot her friend while she was joking about fighting her. That's not funny. When police arrived, they discovered what a female that a female victim had been shot in the chest. I want to fight you. A witness and friend of the victim informed the police that uh, Teosha Rogers, the suspect, fired one shot and struck the victim. Uh, police said the witness Rogers and the victim were joking about fighting each other. Rogers playfully grabbed a gun and pointed it at the victim, not knowing the gun was loaded. Uh, Rogers informed the police that she was not arguing or actually fighting the victim. Uh, she was taken into police custody and is now facing charge of aggravated assault and reckless endangerment above all things always yes never the guns loaded point a gun loaded or not at anyone you should always consider the gun to be loaded whether it is or not all right this is outrageous uh a four-month-old baby has miraculously survived after he was sucked up by a tornado and flung into a tree in tennessee is that amazing sydney moore 22 years old was home at clarksville in tennessee with her two babies and her fiance when a huge twist to rip through their home. The monster storm pulled four-month-old Lord, who was uh, tucked up in his bassinet, out of the trailer before the house was torn to shreds. Lord. Uh, uh, it's, a, it's a tree baby. Uh, Moore threw herself over the body of her other one-year-old son, Princeton, and clutched him while the trailer was repeatedly picked up and dropped amidst the violent tornado. 
Uh, meanwhile, our fiance desperately tried to uh, rescue the baby before he too was pulled from the home and thrown out alongside the sleeping child. She said he tried to grab him, but he couldn't. And for the uh, and for the tip of the tornado, sucked them both up. Uh, he was just holding onto the bassinet the whole time, and they went into circles. Uh, after escaping the wreckage of their home, the couple frantically searched for Lord, Lord, and miraculously found him alive, laying on a tree that had fallen in the pour- that I'm had up, fallen I'm up here in the pouring rain. Um, she said, "I thought he was dead. I was pretty sure he was dead, and we weren't going to find him, but he is here." And that is amazing. Yeah, GoFundMe account has been created by Caitlin to raise money for the family who now are homeless after losing everything in the tornado. Uh, more stories since attracted some skepticism, to which she responded, "For everyone saying I'm lying, karma will get you." Yeah. Uh, Moore had to walk a mile to reach an ambulance, and eventually a doctor glued Lord's injured ear. Uh, Moore's fiance suffered a broken arm and shoulder from the catastrophe, according to Caitlin, while the rest of the family sustained some minor cuts and bruises. Wow. Uh, listen, it, it, it seems miraculous, and so uh, I'm, it seems real, you know? Yeah, it can happen. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it, just, weirder things have happened. Yeah, just the, the confluence of events. He, you know, missed, the debris missed him. and Talked to Dorothy. She ended up in a whole other area with that? dwarves. Yeah. Uh, after purchasing a meatball sandwich for his nephew, a Florida man poured visine all over the food, which was later partially consumed by his relative, according to police who arrested the man on a felony poisoning charge. Investigators say James Leach was at a market near his home Wednesday when he asked an employee for a bottle of visine due to having dry eyes. Upon securing the visine, Leach allegedly opened a container of the food and proceeded to pour the eye drop solution all over the meatballs sandwich inside. We have since learned you think, oh, okay, it's going to make their them sick to their stomach. It can be lethal. Yep. When the worker declared that the liquid could hurt someone, Leach reportedly replied that it would only cause the victim to crap himself and puke his brains out. Right. Uh, Visine's active ingredient, which is tetrahydrozoline hydrochloride, can actually be lethal if ingested. Uh, the market employee who described Leach as a regular customer said the suspect had issues with his nephew and declared that he quote, hated his kin. Leach and the victim reside together Together and have a long history of domestic-related issues, according to police. So I'm going to kill him. We've added that officers have answered several prior calls for service at the pair's home. After uh, receiving a 911 call from the market, police reviewed store security footage, which the affidavit states uh, clearly shows Leach dousing the meatball sandwich with Visine. Uh, he was charged with poisoning in the Jeez. case, by the way. So, yeah. And that... Is what we have in the bizarre file for you. It was bizarre, properly bizarre. All right. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. Our first guest of the day. Very much look forward to speaking to him. Uh, Curtis Armstrong. <laughs> of course, he played Booger in Revenge of the Nerds, as well as other great characters throughout uh, television and movies. So uh, his book is excellent. Uh, we're going to talk to him when we return. So stay with us, dear friends. 93 WMMR and Phoenixville First presents Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. The Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Edition. This Wednesday, live from the Colonial Theater in Phoenixville, PA. At stake, some of the coolest prizes, gadgets, and gifts from our Winter Wonderland clients and sponsors. Like Godshaw's Bacon, Warner Brothers Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom, and the Philadelphia 76ers. You could even score a flyaway weekend to a VIP club show with Disturbed in Nashville. Listen to the Preston and Steve show or head to WMMR.com to grab your spot in the studio audience. Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. Some people call it a Christmas miracle. 
Presented by Phoenixville First. Phoenixvillefirst.org. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your holidays. When it comes to my reading material, I'm more of a uh, fiction guy. I read a lot of Stephen King, things like that. And uh, recently, Getty Lee came out with his memoir. Yeah. Of course, he's one of my idols, so I, I got the audiobook and listened to it, and I really, really, really enjoyed it. And I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to stick with the bio thing for a little bit. Oh, I love bios. Yeah. And so I decided to listen to the audio version of a book that I received six years ago <laughs> and only kind of flipped through because we were interviewing the author, and I I've listened to this book, and when I tell you, I've enjoyed every single second of it. I'm going on about it. It's one of those that I can't wait to go and keep listening to. I still only have about 20 minutes left. I'm almost done with it. Uh, But um, it makes a sense that we have him on as a guest, even though the book has been out for a little while, uh, that Moonlighting was recently added to Netflix's schedule. It's huge. Yeah, absolutely. And he was uh, one of the stars on that show. So we are happy to help uh, bring on uh, from the the author of the book, which is called Revenge of the Nerd. Please welcome Mr. Curtis Armstrong to the show this morning. How you doing, Curtis? I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Thanks for coming on, man. I have thoroughly enjoyed the book. And I'm sorry it took me six years to get to it. It's all right. It it took a lot of people six years. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's actually the the audio book um, is actually still available. It's out there. Um, yep. The other book is out of print now, but I mean the actual book is out of print. Um, but um, the audio book's doing pretty well, actually. So Excellent. That's kind of nice. Well, listen, I was you know. And it's not just that I was a fan of, of the characters you've played, you know, Booger and and, uh, and and all the other movies and TV shows and so on. But I also am, am curious as to a character actor's uh, career uh, because yeah. it can be uh, it can be uncertain. It can be chaotic. Uh, it can be. And, and, and the, the viewing pleasure is filled with people who play these little one-off characters or they're not the star of the show and there's so many of you guys that do that and you've had a very successful career so i was just curious as to you know how that uh, a career like that plays out and you do it wonderfully you explain it in the book well, you know, in even when I was a kid, and I was I was uh, watching the old movies on TV, the Universal and Warner Brothers movies from the 30s and 40s, I was always struck by those people who, who would be playing small parts in all of those. They were attached to the to the studios, and they would play all these great character parts, and uh, it, it was always the part of the movie that intrigued me in a lot of cases even more than than who the stars were uh, and it, it wasn't that i set out to do that i was sort of it was sort of destined i you know i wasn't really leading man material <laughs> 
so um, when I decided I was going to be an actor, it was sort of uh, even in my early appearances on stage, it was always in those sorts of parts, secondary parts, you know, comic relief, second banana, all that stuff. And it turns out that it actually is quite a great way of making a living. Um, you you know, as long as you're not too particular, and God knows I've never been particular. Um, <laughs> well, well, I would say this, uh, Curtis, is that, um, you know, yes, I've always thought that the, the character actors, the legendaries, you said, the stalwarts who would pop up in movies and sort of would be the, you know, the, the real foundation of a movie. Uh, Jack, Jack Lemmon often used to say that and talk about character actors and, and that oh, yeah. that was the career to have because, it, it you know, if you were good at your craft, you could keep working and, and have a, a wide variety. A leading man sometimes gets stamped with a particular role and that's what they they have to ride out. But right. I would yeah. well, that, And that's really true. And Jack Lemmon's a great example of somebody who was a character leading man, sort of. I mean, he was one of the rare ones who was sort of a big star, but was a, at heart, he was a character actor and worked until the end. Yeah, yeah. You, you, I would see, and I, I mean this is the absolute compliment, Early, from early on in your career, when I would see you in something, I'd say, okay, this is going to have my sensibility. I'm <laughs> And I, I'm sure you've had actors like that in your life where you say, oh, oh, he's in this? Okay. Or she's in this? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely you, true. Right. Definitely true. Right. So, so, and, and, and so over, over time, I mean, obviously when you're a character actor and you're, you're working your way up, um, you know, you, you only have so much pull as far as what you can turn down. Uh, well, it, but I was lucky because my first, I mean, after, you know, when I'd been doing stage work for a while, but my first movie was Risky Business. Yeah. And the, and the first part in Risky Business, the, the part in Risky Business was one that got a lot of attention because because he was uh, a prominent sort of supporting uh, uh, character with Tom Cruise. And the movie was important, not just because it was a popular movie, but because it influenced other writers and directors mm. who came after. So the guy who directed, Jeff Canoe, who directed Revenge of the Nerds, he was a fan of Risky Business. So I get into Revenge of the Nerds. Then Savage Steve Holland is directing Better Off Dead, and he's a fan of Risky Business and Revenge of the Nerds, so he casts me in Better Off Dead. Mm. And it just went that way. It was like in the 80s, there were four or five jobs that I had that were the foundation of the rest of my career. Wow. And to this day, I'm still working, and to a great extent, it was due to those and, you know, maybe one or two others. The rest of it has just been work. Right, and and work you have. I, looking at, at uh, you know, as, as we get ready for interviews, we take a peek at IMDb for a list of yeah. credits, and this is like a phone book. <laughs> the amount of stuff that you have managed to keep yourself busy doing. And, and you know, it, it, because you've done a lot of, of one-offs, uh, a lot of... Um, uh, you know, uh, can't, not necessarily cameos, but smaller roles that are here and there. Um, is that a fun way to go about a career? I know you've had some where you've stopped and worked for a while, like Moonlighting. We'll touch on some of that stuff and Supernatural. But right. um, but but going from job to job, a, a bit of a vagabond. Do you feel that way, or is it is that, or do you yeah. like it that way because you're constantly changing clothes, so to speak? Um, yeah, I never. Well, I've never been bored. I'll tell you that. I mean, the the 
even the jobs like Moonlighting or Supernatural, those were great parts. And uh, it gave me lots to do, even if I was on them for years. I never got tired Mm. Um, and would be doing other stuff in the meantime. So, uh, yeah, it would just be, uh, it's just sort of an actor's life. You know, you you, the ones who get in to jobs for, you know, 15 or 20 seasons, um, that's pretty rare. Yeah. For for the most part, when you're an actor, you go from one job to the next and you have a little tiny part in one TV episode and then you've got a big feature film, you know, I mean, it's or a play. Yeah. It's whatever comes along, and you really do never get tired of it. Yeah, yeah. So, so Moonlighting obviously it's just they've they've released the uh, the, the the run of the series. It's on uh, Max, and um and so I, I when they made uh, it known that it was going to be on, I sat down and was watching a number of episodes. It holds up very well, but you were you were part of something. You've had this happen a number of times in your career where it just it becomes the it thing, and uh, you had you know that was. Bruce Willis, his, de- his debut to the public, basically. Sybil right. Shepard sort of redefining. She had obviously had accolades with, like, Last Picture Show and all that stuff. But as, as in this kind of role, a, a different turn. And you're, you're part of it, but throughout the, throughout the series, it was always sort of um, dealing with controversy. And there was uh, always sort of internal battles going on. Uh, you know, when you're, when you're there just doing your job and performing phenomenally well, your, your, your character was very popular. Is it, is it, uh, it's got to be a double-edged sword, is it not? Well, I mean, that was a bit of a... Uh, there were conflicts, you know, between Bruce and Sybil and and so on. But, um, you know, I mean, for the most part, I tried to keep my head down and do my job mm-hmm. along with, you know, I was with Elise Beasley most of the time. So uh, you, that was pretty easy, actually. Um, that part of it was pretty easy. But it was, you know, it was the first time I'd been on a big, expensive network show that ran for a long time with a couple of very charismatic uh, leading people on it. And um, so it was it was an education, although I'll tell you, but very different, for example, from what happened with the supernatural later on with Justin and uh, uh, those those guys were had been on at that point nine years or something. Yeah, yeah. And they, you know, were as happy as uh, apparently and contented as could be. Um, it was a very different situation, very calm, very easy, um, you know, really no, no conflicts at all. Um, Curtis, reading the, the, the section on, on Moonlighting, you, you go into some detail, quite a bit with, between the dynamic of, of Bruce and, and Cheryl uh, and um, Sybil. Uh, Sybil. And they, the childishness uh, that was expressed between their disdain for each other is uh, it's a bit jaw-dropping uh, when, when I was uh, encountering this through your words. But is that rare is it semi common is it you know i i've it's happened maybe two or three times in my career that i've worked on shows where that kind of stuff has gone on mm-hmm. so i would say i i'm uh, it would only be based on my own experience not that often you know uh, yeah. a lot of times people are very very 
happy to be working. I, I just don't know how people can work together and have that. Much. I mean, I'm sure it happens in any industry, yeah. but but to uh, where, where you're using emotions and things like that to convey, you know, this story, and you yeah. just absolutely hate that person. <laughs> and the, and the that show's you're a hit. With. And it's a hit. Yeah, and it's a hit, and you know, and their their skill was such that even though you were hearing all these stories in the in the press. Um, when you saw them on screen together, the the chemistry was just, you know, I mean, people had a very hard time grasping that <laughs> these two people didn't care for one another that much. Right. Um, because they appeared, it was an ideal teaming on the, on the surface. It was just what was going on while they were doing it. And as you say, that happens on a lot of, in a lot of jobs, not just in acting. Right. Um, where, you know, you have to work with somebody that you don't like and you do a good job, but that doesn't make you like them anymore. Yeah. You know. Curtis, I um, this is Nick. I went to uh, college for, for a long time. I was not a great college student, and uh, and there were two. Quotes. You're no dummy. Well, there were two. There were two quotes that uh, people used as a, a comedic relief. The first was from uh, Tommy Boy. Uh, a lot of people go to college for seven years, and then the response is, "Yeah, they're doctors." And the second is is from you uh, from Better Off Dead. I've been going to this school for seven and a half years. I'm no dummy. And so when I, I just wanted to thank you for providing some uh, comic relief uh, to my otherwise painful college career well you can i mean that's a that's a thank you that goes to savage steve that was that was his uh his line so but yeah it was uh it's it's one of the ones definitely better off dead is one of those movies that has stayed with people for various reasons, and uh, it's one of my favorites. Ah, I'll definitely ask for, for a couple of uh, anecdotal things from the book, if you don't mind, uh, no. Curtis, but you, you did mention that Savage Steve had, and he was the director, had um, let you and John uh, do some uh, improvising. I think it was when you were on the K-12 and uh, <laughs> that, you know, we're, I guess, I don't know if when you were snorting the snow, I don't know if you came up with that, but some of those lines were, were stuff that you guys just ran off the cuff. Yeah, not that, not that, that was, that was in the script, but he always did that, uh, Savage did, uh, was always asking his actors to improvise. It was his method of working. Okay. Um, that, that he would, he would hire people that he felt comfortable, who would feel comfortable with the idea of, of, Improving, um, which I, by the way, never was, and I wasn't very good at it. Really? Um, yeah, not at all. Um, so there are a few things, I suppose, but I, I don't remember which ones that I came up with. But a lot of what is what is memorable was on the page. Um, in Revenge of the Nerds, and this is a story I wanted to share because this one had me howling out loud while I was listening to the audiobook. If you're just tuning in, by by the way, it's Curtis Armstrong. Revenge of the Nerd is a book. It's it's six years old, but it's so worth getting. Uh, you're telling the story of the party sequence that the Trilams are having, and there's a, there's a shot, and I showed it to Nick the other day, and I explained him the story behind this. There's a shot of Timothy Busfield, who's playing Poindexter, and he's smoking a joint, and he just sits there, and he just goes, nothing. Nothing. And then he starts cracking up laughing. Can you, and, and this is what you guys were improvising this stuff. Can you please share the story with how that came about? 
That was, oh boy, um, you're asking me now. Um, it was the, That came out of a party. Yes. Uh, it was, I think, it was a party where uh, one of the actors on the show uh, had come in. We were in John Goodman's room, and uh, there was a joint being passed. And for, uh, if you don't among, mind me saying, I, I, you had said the actor was Ted McGinley. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> And and uh, we had a joint, and uh, Ted Ted was saying, "Well, I, 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 he was sort of passing on it because he didn't he didn't smoke." And uh, and Tim was going, "Oh, it's you know, he can't believe he couldn't believe Ted had never smoked dope. Yeah. You know, it's the eighties, right?" And um, so he finally talked him into trying it, and Ted tried, you know, took a hit off the joint, and this sitting there and going, no, nothing. Yeah. I got nothing. Yeah. It, there must be something wrong with it. It must be weak. I don't know. It's just not. And and he he kept going on like that until it suddenly hit him. Yeah. And he started howling. Yeah. And and Tim used that from from that experience on the set. I love it. It's it's such a great scene and the fact that it came directly as a result of a party that was taking of place. A party which we, you know, I mean all of those movies, you know, there tended to be a fair amount of partying going on at the time. We were young and, you know, at the time, and um, you it did. was sort of what you did. And also, in those days, they used to bring you in for, you know, the entire shoot, 11 right. weeks. Right. So you had tons of time off. Now, it, you know, you go, they'll schedule it so they bring you in for whatever days you're shooting, you right. know, get you in and out. Uh, but in those days, we tended to be in wherever we were for a long stretch of time. You had indicated that John Goodman was the undisputed champion of partying on uh, Revenge of the Nerds. He was just a, uh, he was a, it was a great character. I mean, he was a great character, he is a great character, I assume. Um, but at the time, you know, he was, uh, he was the Lord of Misrule. That's the way we thought of him, <laughs> you know, and we were all big, huge fans of his anyway. So we would just hang out in his room all the time. Uh, in the early nineties, I was in a strip club in East St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm, I'm in there with my friends and I see this guy come out of a door from behind the bar. He was behind the bar with a stripper piggyback behind him. He goes out of one door, runs through the bar and then goes to another door. And I turned to my friend and I was like, that was John Goodman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I swear to God. Well, he had he had started out with with Bruce Willis. Yeah. In, they, they were they. I, I can't remember the story now, but they started out at a bar in New York. I mean, just doing you know bar tending and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, but at the same place wow. uh, when Bruce was just first starting out. Okay. So. You know, yeah, and you're at a party. Everybody knows everybody. Yep. You, you mentioned uh, Supernatural, uh, which I loved, and uh, you know, there was what I remember clearly. There was a point where the series was supposed to wrap up, and it was so popular that they extended it, kept going. Um, and uh, you played a uh, 
a great character, Metatron. Um, and uh, we just heard recently that Mark Shepard um, from the cast had uh, multiple heart attacks, um, you know, and is doing well now, thankfully. But that that whole experience, that show that that you know that would not uh, would die. The fan base for Supernatural is very it's unbelievable committed uh, yeah yeah they have they have the most amazingly committed and loyal fan base uh, it, it's remarkable and it, it it's ongoing even though the show is now you know long gone um uh the these people still get together for you know conventions and just have a wonderful time and they were they they sort of hated me um, <laughs> well yeah <laughs> the the only ones i ever went to those cons were when i was still being very very bad yeah on the show and uh they were very protect the fans were very protective uh of of the boys and they didn't like the fact that I was, you know, whatever it was I was doing, stealing their grace or whatever. <laughs> and um, and uh, so uh, but then when I sacrificed myself at the end uh, for the universe, for the good of the universe and proved myself to be a good angel. <laughs> Then you know they all sort of yeah, all all is forgiven. <laughs> right? Yeah, but at that point I was off the show, so it didn't make any difference anymore. But when you were when you were encountered Curtis, and obviously you were you were in Rain, you've been many roles, and you know all substantive and a lot of gravitas. What what do most people assume you're going to be? Is it in fact a hybrid oh. of booger? Yeah, it's Booger or Charles Demar, one of those characters. They, they. I mean, I think at this point it's not so much anymore. But, but certainly in the eighties and nineties, everybody was sort of looking at me with a with an anticipatory smile, waiting for me to belch or right. say something disgusting. You know. Yeah. Um, and it was the uh, it was the opposite of who I was as a person or am as a person. And and it was always there was always just the faintest disappointment that I wasn't more outrageous Um, (laughs) because it just became so connected with me. Curtis, at what point in your life, and and we've seen this with with many people who have a character associated with them or a series of characters associated with them uh, personally, at what point um, did you realize that, okay, I should embrace the fact that people think I'm booger, you know, or something along those lines. Was there a point in your life? Was there a moment or was it, did it slowly come upon you? I guess it slowly did. I'm not, I'm not sure if I if there was any moment where I had a, a sort of lightning bolt of realizing that. I just realized that it was I was lucky that I owed Booger, you know, a debt of gratitude because <laughs> even though even though he was disgusting and he had nothing to do with me, I was able to realize <laughs> that it was a fairly accomplished bit of acting because mm. it was so different from who I was. Okay. Um, you know, it's not like you're playing yourself. You're playing someone totally different and doing it effectively. So, uh, you know, I, I am always, when I look back on those early films, um, with great 
gratitude that that I had them because they were the reason that I'm still working today. Mm. Well, if, if if you stop and think about it, and we've seen it happen, and we love talking to um, you know these uh, uh, actors and writers and directors who are part, as are you, of these movies that were sort of seminal, um, you know, in um, you know the the '80s and and uh, you know uh, sort of set in motion different types of comedy and different sensibilities. And, and while they, you know, in the beginning, I remember they would come out and they might be sort of dismissed by the critics, but now they oh, are yeah. they are now firmly mm-hmm. part of pop culture lore and legend. And what you have is you have a, a number, uh, and uh, you know, take Quentin Tarantino, for example, who is influenced by what he was watching in the 70s. Mm-hmm. You, you're having people come, you know, around and say, no, 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 these guys were great. Curtis was great. The, these, uh, these, 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 these things had uh, merit, and it's got to be fulfilling to you to see something that you you know put your 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 blood and sweat into see it finally come into its own well it, i don't think it ever really you know nerds especially in better off dead i don't think they were ever really embraced by by critics even in retrospect i you know when you see you know lists of the best movies of the 80s and so on usually a critic will not put either of those on there you know it'll always be the john hughes movies or you know something like that um but um but as far as generations of people i mean i you know we're we're starting into the third generation of of people who are watching these movies since they came out and um it's it is incredibly gratifying to see you know as i've been at cons or just you know in a bar and i had somebody tell me that you know his father used to watch revenge of the nerds with him and you know has passed away recently and it always reminds him of the times that they spent watching these movies together that's that's pretty it can be kind of emotional you know yeah. to to know that something that silly had that kind of an effect on people that many years later yeah it's great uh curtis you turned uh, 70 this year i did and where wherein is is your career and what you would like to achieve uh at at 70 assessing that now yeah i mean i i did a feature this year i did a uh, uh, uh Dramatic podcast uh, uh, with Dominic Monaghan uh, uh, this year. I did a bunch of uh, voice stuff. Um, I'm still doing things, you know, um, and uh, it's. I'm, I'm living in New York now. I moved out of LA. I'm back in New York. I might do some stage work. I would love to do some stage work again. I don't know. You know, uh, it, it's been a good run. I'll keep working as long as there's work. So you're just kind of doing what you want to do, what you've always yeah. done. Yeah. 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 That's great. We can all only hope to have that. Yes, yeah. a, a life of booger. Most, <laughs> most definitely. Well, uh, Curtis, I just, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. It's, uh, it was timely that um, uh, the moonlighting is, is now available in, in on MASH. You can, you can watch the whole thing. But, uh, I, you know, again, it took me six years before I picked the book back up. <laughs> but I highly recommend it. It is very entertaining. Gives Thanks you a, so much. And, and your, your, um, your narration is wonderful. I absolutely love it. You can clearly 
clearly tell that you've been a a, a theater actor for a long, long time, and how yeah. you do uh, d- deliver the book. It's it's very well done. Uh, any thoughts of of? And I know you're a voracious reader. Any thoughts of of writing more at any point? I've thought about it. Yeah, and now would be the time. Um, and actually, I just got the rights to the book back uh, oh. from St. Martin's Press. So I may do something else with that. You know, I I, I, I don't know. I, okay. I'm still thinking about it. Well, you can have every... This year was kind of crazy because of the move and, you know, change of everything. And now I'm sort of focusing on next year. Well, you can have every confidence that whatever you release this year, we'll recommend in six years. Yeah, so that's okay. what we do. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> but the audio the audio book you can get. I, I got it on Audible. You can get it, you know, through all of those platforms. But uh, it's yeah. called uh, Revenge of the Nerd: uh, The Singular Adventures of the Man Who Would Be Booger. <laughs> it's it's an awesome read. It's going to be a great gift if anybody loved any of the movies that Curtis was involved yeah, in and yeah, TV God, shows. Yeah. So, uh, listen, Kurt, thank you so much. We appreciate it. It was uh, very I nice to talk to you. It was nice talking to you. Thanks a lot. You got it, Curtis Armstrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I've got just a little bit left to go, and I uh, can't wait to see how the whole thing wraps yeah, up. I mean, it's, you know, you want to get those peaks behind things that you love, yeah, that's yeah. sat in the, you know, like, again, you know, uh, it, it just lets you re-experience it again, yeah, you know, and then, yeah. and also sometimes you'll hear a, hear something that you're like, oh, I wish I didn't know that, but it's part of the deal, you uh, know? The, the stories of Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepherd, they just, oh, man, did they hate oh. each other. He had a front row seat for it. I remember when it was going on yeah. it was very tumultuous it was and and you've now you've listened to the book and you probably have a lot more insight but there was you know w- th- there would be times when they would be delivering their lines to no one oh yeah 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 quite often it was yeah. silly how bad it got but and and some interesting stories about how those movies that we love came about and how they almost never happened or how ca- certain <sighs> characters got their traits and stuff it's really cool you wonder if in retrospect or you, you, it's a lesson as when you go through all this stuff what was all that worth yeah what exactly. was all that worth <laughs> all right um let's take Take a break, but let's give away a miracle. What? Yes, oh you God. can join us for... Oh, it's a Christmas miracle. Oh, and by the way, that clip is from Better Off Dead, yeah, yeah. which uh, he is in. So uh, let's take caller number 10. If you can make it to the Christmas miracle on Wednesday morning, we want you there. We got lots of stuff to give away. We're headed to the Colonial Theater in Phoenixville, 215-263-WMR. We're going to come back and we're going to get Namesh Patel on. Stay with us. We'll be, well, okay, we'll to hit this is your phone an app hole you know full of useless apps taking up space well get rid of them and get the wmmr app you can listen to us wherever you go get important alerts and so much more because after all the world needs less app holes get social with preston and steve find us on instagram twitter facebook and tiktok and coming soon to only fans i'm kidding Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles.
Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. A lot going on, obviously, this morning. I mean, you should see Kathy's screen. I can always tell what the traffic yeah, is yeah. like because <laughs> if it's all in black, it's all bad. Yes. Wow. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, we're welcoming our next guest who's going to be in town uh, next Thursday, He's, uh, December 28th. He's playing a gig at uh, the Met in Philly. He's a, a great comedic writer and performer. Uh, in fact, name one of Variety's uh, 10 comics to watch. 2023, as well as Vultures, Vultures, Comedians You Should Know and Will Know in 2023. Yes. Uh, as Netflix said, just premiered on November 28th. Please welcome Nimesh Patel hey. to our Hello, show. Good morning. Hey, how you doing, Nimesh? Good. Thank you for having me. Just glad you're not driving in that crap Kathy was talking about, right? <laughs> I, I love the reports. Hey, uh, everything's flooded. Get some cheese. <laughs> That's basically it. Yeah. I'll be happy with just a nice slab of cheese. <laughs> it really takes the sting out of bad traffic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you, you, you're, you're living in New York now, right? That's where you, you pretty much... You, you've I'm been, in Brooklyn, yeah. Uh, Brooklyn, right. And and uh, I was reading about you. I, I, I love the history, and I just want to pick up on one point. I did stand-up years ago, and your first your first times on stage were very uh, were very nostalgic for me because it reminded me of my experience. First time up, I did really well. Second time up, bombed. But it was the second time that sort of made me say, I can do this because it's not so bad to bomb, and I think I can get through it. Is it am I kind of getting your experience correct? That's exactly right, except the first time I did it, I had 16 first cousins, cousins come out, so I kind of stacked the deck. <laughs> yeah. You stacked the deck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. but, but it, it is, it's interesting how you respond that way. You, you kind of say, okay, I can get over this hump, but um, you're, you're, you're from New Jersey, right? Uh, you were uh, born in Jersey. Uh, born and bred in New Jersey. I've lived in New York for 20 years. I got some family in Philly, so uh, I can't insult it the way a normal. (laughs) (laughs) You you run the risk, yeah. Yeah. Um, But I I thought it was fascinating. Your 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 father um, uh, opened up a a liquor store in a in a bad area, and apparently robbed and shot at a number of times. How how bad was it where he was? And the store was in Irvington, New Jersey. If you're not familiar with Irvington, there was a blood gang on one side, crip gang on the other. (sighs) Only thing they had in common is that they tried. Both try to rob my father. So, you know, I grew up bringing people together and uh, try to carry that tradition on today. So, when when uh, obviously you're you're, you're doing stand up and you you know we know you for, obviously you you uh, as president mentioned you know with the uh, the accolades you were writing for uh, Chris Rock and um, Chris Rock came in to a club one night you were performing in was it a show you and your your friends had put together as sort of a showcase. Yeah, my friend uh, Michael Che of SNL fame and our ah. friend uh, Mike, uh, Mike Denny of Griselda fame. We used to run a show together 2015. Chris Rock came in. I had to go up. 
uh, told a joke that no one else laughed at, but I remember Chris laughing at one of these old school blackout sets. Next thing you know, I'm in Los Angeles writing for him for the Oscars in did, 2016. So, wow. you, did you did you make mental note of where he was sitting so you could identify him as a laugher? Or was it just his laugh? So, no, it's his laugh is very distinct. I'm sure you all know. I can't I can't imitate it, but did you hear Chris Rock laughing? It's either very good or very bad, and luckily, luckily, it was a very good thing. That- <laughs> so you you've done a couple things that are kind of I think my milestones, or at least really sort of iconic for comedy writers, um, writing for jokes for the Oscars and, uh, you know, and uh, obviously for Chris Rock. when you're when you're doing that and and you're you're writing the material, uh, what percentage of what you wrote actually ended up being said? And when it was said, did you do a backflip? Uh, I I wrote one thing that Chris said uh, and that got cut for time from the Oscars, but he said it like a bunch of times that um, uh, when we were running the set, I said, "Acting is not brave. Brave is drinking a glass of." Water in Flint, Michigan, and uh, uh, that, that got that got a lot of laughs. So that was a very Chris Rock thing uh, for him to say. He punched it up and said, "Drinking Kool Aid in Flint, Michigan." But regardless, it was like the greatest. I put that on my tombstone when I die. Chris Rock said something nice. Uh, we, we've, we've talked to a few people who've done, um, you know, that sort of, uh, you know, uh, uh, writing backstage or writing on the spur of the moment, and uh, and uh, so you, we, I assume, you were able to attend that night as well, right? Because he has his, he would have his staff back there with him. Oh yeah, I was at the Oscars. We were all in the basement drinking tequila, watching Chris uh, destroy. And I thought, you know, that night, okay, here comes fame and fortune. Very next night, I'm eating like dollar pizza, waiting to do an open mic at the comedy store. It was a whirlwind, very humbling experience. It is kind of weird how, uh, you know, you, you, you talk about, and we've talked to enough people to know that, um, and I had it in my life. I thought, okay, this is it. The switch has been flicked, and now we're good, and, and I guess I'm good to go, only to have the reality of my stupidity come crashing in on me. Um, so so when when that happens, um, you know, and, and do you, are, are you a resilient person by nature, or did you have to have a uh, come-to-Jesus moment? I had nothing else going on, guys. <laughs> you had nothing going on. <laughs> yes. That'll keep you on the path when really there are no other paths. Well, you said you're, you're friends with uh, with besties with uh, Michael uh, Che, who's who's terrific. And, and so is he your entree into SNL? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's the reason I got the job. Uh, he was like, hey, man, I need some help writing on Weekend Update. And uh, when he when he became a, a I think second year the second year was there and it was uh, again one of these Harvard of comedy situations where everyone is super funny everyone's hanging out everyone's like crushing it and uh, just trying to keep up with the the deluge that was Donald Trump at the time right so you're and so you're the update and you know when you stop and think about it the update has changed over the course of of the years yep. it's it's squarely in the middle of the show it is a huge chunk of the show and mm-hmm. we and we are perpetually fascinated with where SNL sits in in you know entertainment history and pop culture history uh, but i mean so you're that's really you're on the front battle lines when you're writing for yep. update how we've heard it always to described as unbelievably stressful and then some how how was it it was it was stressful but only because 
at the helm of the country was Donald Trump. And every week it was like drinking from a fire hose, you know, right. like Monday he had had sex with a porn star. Friday he was throwing paper towels at Puerto Rican. So <laughs> it, it was like, what, what do we make fun of? <laughs> what do you cut out? Yeah. yeah. So what, what kind of hours do you pull when you're, uh, because we've always heard that they, a lot of the main writing goes on like in the wee hours. Yeah, it was uh, burning the burning the oil, burning the candle on both ends a lot of nights, you know. And that, again, that was just because we were keeping up with what was going on. It was not like, a, um, oh, let's let's stay late and show face. It was just like we just had to keep writing jokes and staying ahead of everything. And by the next morning, everything would be useless. Yeah, because it, something crazy else had happened. So, and I was reading an interview with you. You talk about how, how because of this and because of uh, you know just just a, that, that sort of grind that, and just in general that you 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 you, ha, you were kind of forced to be a news junkie, and now you kind of hate the news. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you for a minute. You did some research. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I that was that was the breaking point for me. It was like okay, I no longer care about what like the minute to minute. Everything can't be breaking news. You know, that was that was the thing. It was back then and still it is like everything. So I was like, oh, my God, this happened. This happened. So every two minutes, something was breaking news. Like at some point, it became pointless. Like, who cares about any of this? None of this is breaking news. Really, like three things happen in the world at any given time. Yeah, it's, it's, nonsense. it's kind of interesting because you, you, you start to see it. Cause I know like I'll, uh, years ago, I, I was doing this thing where I, I was somehow I ended up as the news guy on a, on a station in New York in the morning. And I, I was kind of writing it jokingly. Obviously, I was writing it sort of weekend update ish. That was kind of, kind of the slant. And you realized how many people were believing what you were writing. And, and, and so you, you kind of get a perspective on, um, uh, you know, on how superficial a lot of the news is and what's making the grade and what's making the edit. And uh, after you start to see the strings, this is what happened to you. Once you see the strings attached, you realize, ah, forget it. You know, I- I'm tapping out. Yeah, for sure. I think one of the saddest things was always been like, man, reading comments and like the whenever we posted this stuff on YouTube or whatever, reading comments like, you're my only source of news. Like, no, please do not let that yeah. happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. Um, if you're just tuning in, it's uh, Namesh Patel is going to be playing uh, the Met uh, next Thursday on the 28th. And uh, Namesh, I wanted to ask about uh, your your special uh, Lucky Left or I Lost My Right Nut and All I Got Was This Stupid Special. Uh, you went through testicular cancer. How long ago was that in your life? That was February 2022. I had cancer for uh, from I had my balls are on a Thursday to uh, surgery on Tuesday. The way I say it is I had cancer for like three business days. You know, the Amazon Prime of cancer. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, it's so, very- so you're coming up on a year of when that first happened. Uh, almost two, yeah. Almost two years. Wow. I'm sorry. Um, wow. So going through that, um, as a comedic mind, are you always heading in that direction, especially when it comes to really heavy things that are happening in your life to lighten it up a little bit? I, I hate to say it, but it was when I when I got diagnosed with it, I was I was like so elated because I had again <laughs> nothing else to talk about. It. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't doubt I don't doubt that. <laughs> I mean, you 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 well, you're obviously going to be frightened. You're like, okay, I can I can work with this. Yes, but to people listening right now, do not worry. There's no more ball talk. I've stopped talking about it. Okay. I talked about it. the last I talked about it was. In Philadelphia in March, and in the middle of talking about it, someone had a seizure 
in the middle of the set, and uh, I had to stop the show. Whoa. And I asked her if there are any doctors in the crowd, and like 30 Indian people got up <laughs> went to ask the person. <laughs> and I took it as a sign. Okay, maybe it's <laughs> You're actually hurting wow. people right there. Uh, yeah. Wow. Has, it, has anything like that ever happened in a medical episode where you've had a cancer, you know, stop in the middle of a show before? I mean, just last week I was in Fresno, and uh, I don't know if you know anything about Fresno, but there's not much to do but drink until you're blackout drunk. All right. And, uh, and again, like 20 minutes into the set, like someone's getting up to go to the bathroom, and I guess they had too much to drink. And uh, they like passed out and had to sit on the wall for like seven minutes. And again, I asked the crowd, any doctors in the house? And again, 20 Indian people got up. <laughs> so what you're saying is one of your shows is medically the safest show you can attend. A hundred percent. If you're going to pass out, have it be at a Nemesis hotel. So any, any kind of help you need. Well, you, you were pre-med yourself, weren't you, for a while? I was pre-med until uh, my junior year, then I got a C-plus in organic chemistry, and I decided, mm. you know what, maybe my heart and brain are not in this. And I also graduated with a degree in finance, but I graduated in 2008 with a degree in finance, and that's probably why I just stand up. So so was obviously, you know, you know hardworking family, uh, was was your decision um, to uh, pursue something that might be perceived as ephemeral as comedy, was it, was it met with some blowback, or were you supported? <laughs> I was supported, but they also had no idea what I was getting into. If they knew how difficult it was going to be, they'd be like, you know what, just go to med school. Okay, that seems a lot easier than trying to go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, it's more expensive, but but uh, yeah. So uh, you started uh, when you were starting a stand up. You would work at um, the Stress Factory, Vinnie Brands Club. Vinnie Brands Club, and uh, that's the first place I ever did stand up comedy, August nineteenth, two thousand nine. Wow. And I remember, I remember very clearly because I brought sixteen of my cousins, literally 16 of my cousins. Vinny decided he would go up before me and uh, just roast every Indian person in the room. That <laughs> sounds like Vinny, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And then Rich Voss was also there. Uh-huh. Right. Voss did the same thing. Oh, it was a, cl- it was a classic New Jersey uh, open mic for me. Hey, I want to ask you about what, like, writing. Um, when you're writing, is it harder to write for yourself or for other people? So, like, when you're writing for yourself, clearly you're writing in your voice. But when you're writing for, whether it be Weekend Update or Rock or whoever, you, you're writing in somebody else's voice is that is that difficult it's definitely a lot uh, it's definitely very different uh you know at some point you realize that you should just be writing in your voice the entire time and then hopefully you know the the comic like rock will hear a joke and be like oh okay i understand that premise i'm gonna make it mine my own way and i think the best best comedy minds end up doing that that's what Shane Joe's did. That's what Rock did. Anyone else I've worked with has always kind of hinted it's interesting. that way. I think um, what, like with Jay and, and Joe's, like, and it, I feel like this happens with every Weekend Update. Like the first year of a new uh, Weekend Update, I'm like, I don't know about these guys or these girls or a guy. Or, and then uh, like a couple of seasons in, I'm like, I think this is my favorite Weekend Update ever. <laughs> and, and that's I mean, how I Jay feel about Chip. the best to ever do it. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I might be biased, but those two are the best to ever do it. I love it. And I just watched this past weekend where they gave each other their Christmas gifts, which was completely and totally over the top. But uh, what was interesting, <laughs> though, is uh, Kate McKinnon was the host. And as she, they're announcing her to come up on the stage, I'm watching with my wife and my daughter. And uh, I go, well, hang on a second. I'm like, this is going to be weird. I'm like, I'm like, 
I'm an, I've never, I, I, I don't know what Kate McKinnon's like. You know what I mean? Like every time I see her on stage or, or on the, it's a character. Yeah. And I'm like, this is, she's actually has to speak in her own voice. And she actually said that in the very beginning of her monologue. Huh. And yeah. I, yeah. I was like, well, I feel, I, I feel validated right now at this point. <laughs> she's, she's also one of the greatest to ever do it. Like, I mean, it's incredible. like what an episode this past weekend was. Yeah. So, well, so we, uh, obviously we accept your bias and, and, and they are very competent for weekend update. Obviously, who do you put in the second tier? Uh, for best weekend update. I mean, I'm a Norm guy, so yeah. it's kind of hard to not say Norm McDonald. Granted, he wasn't obviously the best received for the crowds at large, but I mean, anyone that consistently digs on OJ like that, that's a, that's a <laughs> I'll tell you this, it, it, yeah. it seems like you, so, and, and, Correct me if I'm wrong, but obviously you're at the point where you're an accomplished comedian and you, you, you know, you, you win the crowd over and you know how to work a room and all that stuff. But on the occasion where you have a show that goes south, can you yourself have fun in that moment as well and just enjoy that? I mean, yeah, that's that. Like, if I if I didn't, then I would not be enjoying a lot of shows. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's now. I'm at a point where it's like a lot of my fans that will come out to shows. So it's always like, why are you guys here if you're not here to laugh with me? You guys know who I am. Um, and then it's always fun trying to win over the people who are brand new, have their arms folded. And it's like, oh, I, you have some issues that I cannot wait to pull out of you and make you laugh at the stuff you didn't think you were going to laugh at. Right, right, right. Uh, going back to, and not to bring back the uh, the testicular thing, but afterwards, mm-hmm. when you had that going on, um, so it happened with, I had prostate cancer years ago, and, and, I, and, and, and a lot of people would seek me out, and I'm only too happy to do that, to talk about, you know, uh, the, the, the process and getting through and all that stuff. Did you end up becoming that sort of uh, testicular cancer lighthouse for a lot of people? <laughs> Believe it or not, not a lot of dudes are okay talking about the ball. <laughs> no. Oh, more about the prostate than the balls. Okay. Yeah, so, for sure, for sure. All right. <laughs> uh, so with, with the with the show here, have you ever, uh, have, is this your first time playing the Met? Oh, yeah, it's my first time playing the Met. I'm very excited. Yeah, this is, uh, you're going to love this yeah, room. it's great You're going to just adore it. It's acoustics and, and the layout. Everyone who plays it just loves it. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. I've done Philly a bunch of times, and it's always like people, you know, from New Jersey and, and New York definitely obviously make fun of Philly. There's a rivalry there for sure, but Philly as a comedy town is like the perfect place. You know, it's full of very smart people and also uh, home to the guy that ate that horse doo doo because he goes. <laughs> yeah. God, yeah. So it's like, yeah. It's, a full, it's, it's a full mix. It's a dichotomy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and listen, if you've got a relative who has a serious medical condition, yes. bring them yeah. to Nimesh's uh, show. No worries. You're going to be in great hands. Uh, Free diagnosis. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So a week from Thursday, it's going to be on the 28th at uh, themetphilly.com. You can get tickets. Uh, Nimesh, thanks for coming on, man. We uh, love talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Hope to see you guys on the 28th. All yep. right. Take care. Nimesh Patel, Yay! guys. And you can get those tickets right about now, by the way. So um, we have a couple of minutes left. Yeah. Uh, I saw this story. I thought this was pretty interesting. Uh, Barack Obama went to a classroom of young children uh, this past week and surprised them with some uh, Christmas gifts and uh, story time. So yeah. he, he shows up. They didn't, you know, they didn't know he was coming. Right. Uh, the teacher had asked, you know, held up a picture and said, do you know who this is? And asked, you know, kids to say who it was. And then he came walking in the door as a fun little surprise. But when he sat down to read to them, he read a children's book called 
Santa's Gotta Go. No! Oh, no, no kidding. Way. I had not. Santa's Gotta Go. Why are we unaware of this book? I did not know that there was a book called Santa's Gotta Go. Well, wow. now we have to have Bill do a read it oh, for this. Oh, yes. yes. <gasps> it's about Santa turning into a raucous house guest when he gets stranded at a family's home after his sleigh breaks down. So I don't know how long it is. I have not looked into it any further. If it's a kid's book, it has to be. It's got to be short, short right? right? I think so. Especially and if it's like a picture book. And I think these were uh, these are grade school uh, children. I don't know how, what age they were. So if it's a if it's a short. 32 pages, it looks Little like. kid's book, then uh, maybe that's something we could have uh, Bill do for us. Yeah, you have to check the text on each page. To, you know, who, who, Brian Regan does a great bit about writing kid, <laughs> children's kid's book. The clock goes tick. Page two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I thought that was uh, I thought that was funny. I had no idea. I Santa's got to go. Exclusively, Santa's got to go was a uh, uh, Santa's got to go. A Bill Weston thing. Wow. By We're going to have to play that at uh, some point this week. Can we play it now? Uh, sure. I, you know what? Why not? And Call it I, I'd like to, I'd like to play it a few times this week. It's one of my favorite moments, and it's an, uh, it's an honor of Bill. There are so many like, oh my, like, moments where you're like, oh, this is my favorite part. I, uh-huh. I really do. I always go back to the part <laughs> where uh, he breaks character hey. and then realizes he breaks character. <laughs> and then he just yells, "Hey!" <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what are you talking about? Oh, you yeah. missed. He goes, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> During, uh, <laughs> Bill had done, set up a uh, sort of a PowerPoint presentation. You were not here I for the, the last uh, staff meeting. Uh-huh. And uh, he, he, uh, hates he, he, he hates it. He hates yeah. it. Yeah. He hates it. Does he? He does. Oh, he's he's embarrassed he's so by good. it. Oh, really? It's fantastic. Oh. Do we have it on Vox Pro? Uh, no, it's right here in the... Uh, oh, so second. we can't stop it along um, the way? Yeah, well, now I got to look over here. Take a look and well, see. Well, we it. can because I have a pause button. Okay. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That should, that should pause things that yeah. way. <laughs> this is... It's one of my favorite times. <laughs> Nick, Yeah. this is going to bring Christmas around. For okay. Me. Yeah. All right. You ready, Case? Yep. Go ahead. Oh. Well, hang on. Where is it? It's right here. Here we go. <laughs> oh, it's in the stack. Yeah, okay, yeah, here. Yeah. I got it. Hello. Hey, uh, Santa, hi. This is Casey. I live in Broomall. You know my kids. I have Casey and Seamus and Avery. And I have Casey here. How you doing, Santa? Well, I feel very well. Thank you. Um, Casey had a lot of questions for me that I didn't quite have the answers to. Casey, go ahead. You want to ask him? Is that, is that Casey? <laughs> She's right here. <laughs> She's getting a little shy, Santa. Okay. 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 <laughs> Casey, can you hear me? Come on. You just saw him. He, we just saw you, by the way, the other night. We saw you on the fire engine, Santa Claus. Oh, yes. That was a chilly ride. <laughs> it was really cold. And <laughs> Do you have Santa on the speaker there, Casey? We have Santa on the speaker. Well, it's so nice to talk to you. I'm getting very excited for next week. She wanted to thank. I'm sorry, Santa. She wanted to thank you for the uh, candy canes that you gave her the other day. Well, hopefully, she brushed her teeth after she ate them. Pause it for a second. She's so great at this. He's doing a great job. Playing along, he just jumps right in. This was the thing for a while where people were kind of doing this, and they would ask. They would they would pre though arrange it. Yeah. Yeah, you would you would to not. Yeah, Bill was blindsided. Bill's blindsided, and, and he's not even think, thinking, you're calling your, your boss? Your yeah, boss? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> he goes right yeah. into it. But he accommodates. Yeah. yeah. Okay, go ahead. She had some specific questions for you. She wanted to know if the elves are your kids. No, no, they're not my personal children, but I, I treat them like my children. They're very, very helpful at the North Pole, though. 
Do you have kids? Because we caught the movie Fred Claus the other day, so she wanted to know if you had any kids. Are you putting me on? What, <laughs> hey, what's going on? Hey, Fred Claus, wasn't that that awful movie with Billy Bob Thornton? No, that's Bad Santa. We're, Fred Claus is with Vince Vaughn. Okay. Okay. Well, that's... Okay. Oh, what the hell? What are you... What are you being some kind of dickhead? Oh, I'm back. I'm a Santa's on medication. I was concerned that you were showing your daughter bad Santa movies. No, I was flipping through the channels, and we usually watch Nickelodeon Santa. Oh, oh and, that's uh, a good thing. She saw the Santa Claus hat, and we had to stop for a second. So, all right. Uh, well. I'm very excited to visit the father household on Christmas Eve at KCUB. You'd be a good little child, and and we'll uh, we'll see what Santa leaves for you under the tree. Casey wanted to know what your uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she wanted to know what your wife's name was. It's it's Mrs. Claus. See, that's what I told her, Santa. But she was like, no, she's got to have a first name. Well, I think some people call her Annabelle, but I Annabelle. only called her Mrs. Claus. That's how we refer to each other. <laughs> All right, thanks, Bill. Uh, you, mother, you better, you were recording that. What? Huh? Recording what? I'm with my daughter. Say hi, Casey. What? Dude, I got to go. I don't know what the hell you expect of me. Uh, Santa's got to go. <laughs> <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, like clockwork, it comes walking in. Do we have his theme song? Yes. Man about town, Santa Weston is here with us. Bill Claus. <laughs> I just got to work. I turn on my radio. He's the and I go. I can't believe they're doing it again. Uh, every well, year. Now, now we will play trivia. this every year until we're dead. Yeah. yeah. I, I just hear how smart-ass Casey's voice sounds. Oh, like, you know, digging every question. No one's coming. And me, like, is this, is this a put-on? It's like, well, if his kid's listening, I don't want to spoil it. What's, what's going on? And it's, it's like, I think it's you, the need-to-eat-pizza thing. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah. it's uncomfortable hearing it every year. I hate that Annabelle drop. Dude, listen, for, for years, Annabelle. I don't know how long it was. You sat on the been come to known as. Oh my god! Yeah, like I was so embarrassed by it when it happened. This one. And is there uh, yeah. some of the uh, 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 you know just improv that you have been known to, uh, been come to known as? Casey sat on it and let me cool off for a couple of years, years before we ever played that again. So oh. I know what you're feeling. Yeah. I know what you're talking you're, about. You're, that's a little. We bit. had the Eric Lindros calling my phone. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, like yeah. every Everything. you just gotta embrace it and just know that people love it. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. And they love you for it. I yes. love it, man. Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like the, whatever. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> right. Oh, Bill. Hang on. Hang on. One second. Here we go. Yeah. I never thought Eric Lindros would be calling my phone. Yeah. Phone. Phone. Was that real?
real or is that Casey trying to be stupid? No, no, no that was that no, was him being real. I don't real. have to try. We're okay. not around the same age. So, <laughs> all right. That's what it was. So, okay. and by the way, uh, Bill's going to be joining us at the Christmas Yay! miracle. Yes, yes, and, and it'll be a chance for people to uh, to kind of say how much they've appreciated all you've done for MMR and for us and for their entertainment in general all, all these right. years. Just give me an associate producer credit at the end of the show. <laughs> done. All right, done. All right, there he goes. Bill Weiss, the man about town, is doing his little saunter out of the studio. Oh my God, I, I Kathy, you're right. It's that will Every, never ever so get old good. to me. I get the cringe feeling, but like, oh yeah, it is just it's so good. Yeah, we'll you keep pl- we'll play that a few more times before we take a break this uh, this week. Like you say, you you're sitting on this NBC <laughs> Ten thing that you have of this day that you refused that your friend said never give it to them, never give it to them. I, I, guess I should. It, we, there one. was another Preston clip that we haven't played yet. That uh, that I sat on for a little while. Is today the day? Do you want to see? You know what? I don't want to build it up like too much. Uh, I think I know what it is. Well, okay, what is it? Take a guess. Uh, was it from A League of Their Own? Mm. No. When I sang instead of uh, Irish ones in Sweden, I said Africans in Sweden. No, <laughs> no. That was a great one. Yeah. But that we all kind of laughed at that. You have another one of me? <laughs> yeah, but oh, I don't know. God. Well, then... I you wish I could remember what you'll it was. Know. It, you'll, know, you'll know it's the right time because you'll feel it's the right time. If your instinct says that you're on the fence about this, you got to let no, it breathe a little bit. No, he can't find He doesn't know how to search it. He oh, can't remember oh. what it is. Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. I don't know what it was. I haven't... I don't... Yeah, and it's actually, it's not even here. So I could have... Uh... Oh, damn the luck. Oh, son of a gun. <laughs> son of a gun. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, should I talk about something else or should we take a break? What do you uh, think? I think, but Case, what do you, what do you say? I mean, what we do, do you we, say? Well, we have a little bit of time. We I, have a little I, bit of well, time. Steve sent me this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Preston, Steve, Casey says we have a little bit of time. Um... No, I wanted to mention this because I know that uh, Kathy ran something about it in the news the other day. But uh, if you are going out to buy gift cards, if you're not aware of the right. scam going on, just a heads up on this. Um, and this is how it works. The scammers are, they, they, they will take gift cards from stores uh, and sometimes like hundreds at a time. Uh, then they will make a note of the card number as well as the PIN or activation code. And then they'll put them back on the, uh, on the store shelves and right then they're they're useless but somebody's going to buy them they're going to put money on them for the credit and once you do that the card can be activated and they know that uh, people aren't going to activate it until after christmas right so they are cashing in on them now now how they know when they're available and and loaded i'm not really sure they i might, guess they just have to go back and keep checking the numbers and they might have they might have a piece of software that is uh, sort of scouring the numbers that they've gotten that just keeps repeating the checking process yeah mm. whatever they're doing it and and they're doing it incredibly effectively. So, and what happens is when that person that you gave the gift card to goes to use it, there'll be zero, zero credit on it. Bupkis. Uh, a recent Better Business Bureau study found reports of gift card scams have increased by about 50% uh, this year alone. Uh, criminals are using a variety of tactics to dupe the shoppers. In some cases, fraudsters are even subtly opening the sealed envelope envelopes cards are stored in and then cutting off and keeping part of the card with the activation code on it. Um, They're also putting the cut card back into the envelope uh, with the barcode still visible for the teller to scan and add funds, uh, which they can then steal. 
So they've got a couple of different methods, and uh, Target is uh, is one of the places. But a lot of uh, you know Walmart, a lot of these uh, stores are, are being ripped off. So the the uh, response or the way to protect yourself is what Kathy actually mentioned last week. As you read, I read a couple articles about this. Order the cards from the company. Ah. Don't don't pull them off the rack. Okay. Amazon will send you gift cards. Right. Uh, which, you know, you can immediately put into your personal account and then you do that. But if you're going to get, if you want to get a gift card for, uh, the thing with gift cards is that they're quick. Uh, let me just grab it. Yeah. Let me just get it. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and it's something so that, to hand the person. It's something to hand the person. Yeah. So, but if you're going to do it, and a lot of times what you can do is if you can get the gift card, you can also get a an e-gift card so that, um, you know, they'll just simply send the person the notification, right? And it will it can be transacted the same way. Uh, a lot of I think I think um, Microsoft for, for Xbox I think offers something similar to that. But check out and see if that's an available thing, right? Uh, because that way you're you're not it's not something that's been sitting up on a rack yeah. that someone could pilfer the way these guys are doing it. My son went to a birthday party recently, and three of the people attending the party as gifts uh, gave the kid whose who's, uh, whose birthday it was uh, gave him twenty five dollar gift cards to Wawa. Right. <laughs> like it was like you know it's a great and easy sure. and terrific gift. I, I've said this, I think I've said this before on the air, but um, whenever I get a gift card as a present for anything, I try to use it right away because otherwise, mm. if I don't, it just ends up in the drawer or you know I, just, yeah, I you forget it. it. You forget yeah. it. Yeah. Casey gave me one for REI a year or two ago, and it was a terrific um, present. It was really nice of him, but I case I remember. <laughs> Like, I lost it. And then oh. I was actually doing some shopping for Ariana. And I was like, I can't find the damn car. <laughs> what is that? And eventually I tracked it down and was able to it's use right it. right next to your Twitter gift card. Right, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would imagine, this Blockbuster gift card. I would imagine places like, uh, you mentioned Wawa, because they have gift cards there, too. Something that's, um, there's a lot of people coming in and out. And yeah. It's, it's, there's not much room in there. That Those might be tougher to scam. I, I would think, because they do sell, I mean, they do sell other, I don't know if Wawa does it, 7-Eleven I, I know does it, where they, they'll sell like, um... Oh yeah, they have they have things like Cabela's yeah, and, and whole, Cracker Barrel whole, whole and bunch of stuff. all that stuff. Oh, yeah. I think when you, and correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm probably wrong, it's my, my modus operandi, um, that when you buy that way, you're, somehow in the transaction, you're not getting the full value of the card... If Maybe what? if, you, know if you buy oh. if you buy a, a, a gift card that uh, you're not getting full yeah um, like I don't know somehow or another there's some yeah. money lost and I don't think this is a well it, it can't be illegal if they're doing it but uh, uh, Nick what you were talking about trying to use that gift card right away we went and grabbed some gift cards because we have, in our China cabinet we have a bunch of them and I grabbed <laughs> them and we were reading the back of it and like they take like two cents off a year. Oh, uh, at these stores, it's not like a like That's a Visa gift card bizarre. or anything, like, I, right? Like they shouldn't be able to do that, but yeah, uh, yeah until it should be re- it should be reimbursable for the exact price you paid for that card. Yeah. By the way, you have a China cabinet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> don't we all? No. 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 I used to associate that as like with grandmothers. Yeah, and stuff yeah, like oh that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We don't have one. Yeah. Uh, no, it's. And yeah. you display your china. Yeah, the china that we've never used since the day we got it. <laughs> well, no, that, it's all dusty. That's, in a, that's in a box on the inside no, of no, the no. side of my basement. That, that, no, that was our uh, growing up. We had a china cabinet, and, and <clears throat> is there any plan to ever eat off that? Right. Mom? <laughs> I know. I know. Right. China thing. cabinet and a buffet. And a buffet. Mm-hmm. Wait, what's the buffet? A buffet is like a china cabinet that doesn't have cabinets. It's right next to your dick for <laughs> Yeah. A buffet, it's just a, it's like a table with uh, with drawers and... Oh, okay. And, and such. And such. Do you keep anything but in it? Bagels. Bagels and such. Okay. Oh, we should have a bagel cabinet. Yeah. <laughs> that's my bagel cabinet. <laughs> but Nick, they're, they're mounted the way you'd mount guns and handguns. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a... Oh, that's, that's a, an everything. An everything bagel, yeah. yeah. Wouldn't that be a bread she's box? She's a beaut. 
I got an, I got to yeah. everything bagels at the uh, the Acme last week, and I found out that I'm the only one in the household that eats them because uh, my fiance asked about bagels that we had, and I said, like, "Yeah, we got plenty of everything bagels." She's like, "Oh, those are all you." And now I think every time I go to the grocery store, I'm just going to buy everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't like sharing. Then nobody yeah. will. Yeah. Nobody will mess with your bagels. That's right. He's By the way, bagels. you take your everything bagel and you grind it on up and you use oh. it. As, uh, like uh, yeah. on your salmon and I'm stuff. with you oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I, I, wait a minute so why why does she not like uh, does, is it just too much on there I didn't oh, ask once she, she said that I don't like them I was like good score good I yeah. one for me well earlier you <laughs> said you weren't exanging Christmas gifts This why don't you wrap up some everything bagels and <laughs> put them under the tree for us honey I got idea. you these <laughs> uh, it's like Casey, the kid I, getting the hat that only he can wear I feel I feel bad because Casey has infected my brain when it comes to salmon I had um, an everything bagel with a little slice of Locks. Onion and locks on there, and I know that you don't like salmon, and I enjoyed it so much. I feel like I feel like I'm enjoying something that you're missing out on. Mm. You want to convince him? I, I do, and I never. It's not. It's a stupid thought. You know, I know, and it's so funny. Like <laughs> when you say you don't like something, and people get offended about. Yeah. Well, don't get offended. That just means there's more for you. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I just want you to enjoy it the way that I enjoy it. I, I just, I just, it. <sighs> Just tastes like fish. I got you. That's it. That's it. Like, doesn't matter what you do to dress yeah. it up. The, Are you a the, fish guy at all? The, I am, but like the base flavor is fish. And I've had other fish where it doesn't taste as fishy. Like tuna doesn't not taste as strong. Fish. Do you think flavor. salmon is a fishy fish? I feel like it is. I, do I not. used to. I used to. Yeah. I used to think it was way too strong of a flavor, and somewhere in my evolution, my tastes changed, yeah. and so I, I, I don't think I could I like eat it. it if it was a fishy fish. I, I had I had everything flavored locks on an everything flavored bagel. <laughs> Man, was that Nick, good? The, the concept of geez, having geez. Um, um, you know uh, like a salmon toast, yeah, which you know is a different way of preparing it, mm-hmm. um, was alien to me. And then I had it down at the the landing, Nick Elmi's. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, that's the greatest thing I've ever had. Oh my god! Wait, are you done with that, sir? I'm not finished. I'm just getting warmed up. You're gonna pull back a bloody stump? Give me the rest of that, please. No, I don't think I will. Can you call your server, please, Jimmy? Man's bothering me. Hey, what happened to your uh, your salmon? It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I love our Pacino clips. That's the best, man. Um, well, anyhow, uh, yes, Casey. No, no, no. You look like you were going to say, say something. Well, uh, be careful when you're buying the uh, gift cards. Gift cards. Yeah. Gift salmon. Not this. Not the gift, gift card. I got your gift salmon to Cabela's. I got you some salmon. <laughs> Oh, I got good gift salmon to Cabela's. Uh, we found the Preston clip, by the way. Oh, oh right. no. So, uh, and just so you know, when it happened, I think I might have laughed and you were not happy. Uh, what ha- what ended up happening is is it, it, it's, at a certain point, it sounded like you became possessed. Okay? okay. Because you, I'm forgetting you, this one. No, yeah. you know this one because he burped mid-word. But the burp oh, came out of nowhere. I do and it just sounds okay. like at a certain point, a demon came in and finished his sentence for oh, him. No. No. Okay. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Boo. He said, I could tell that. <laughs> I could tell that his behavior was not normal. Who knows what that person might do if they have a chance to think. Zoinks. <laughs> I just. <laughs> I did you? not mean to do that. That's not it. No, that's oh. not it. That's not it. There's that's a different one. That's uh, a good one. I like that like... one. That's a big snort. And I can tell that that slipped out like I, yeah. like it, yeah. But you laughed at yourself. Yes, I mean, think. Zoinks. Yeah. 
I just, I did you? not mean to do that at all. That's a great burp. All right. Uh, Casey, right. you'll have to find the other one. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Go to our archive. You have it? No, um, it's going to take a little bit. All right, so we'll, we'll go ahead and contact NASA. And take a quick break, and uh, we'll get back into things. Um, Casey. Yeah? No, no, never mind. You know what? I'll take a break. We'll come back in a second. We'll get to the B file. Uh, if you have not heard Word of the Week prize this week, uh, we are only four days this week, so it's four-lettered word, a four-pack of tickets to Philly's hottest New Year's Eve party at Xfinity Live. Nice. And that comes with the full... Uh, you know, food and, and beverage package as well. So make sure you collect the letters. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Next Saturday, get ready to rock your holiday socks off. It's Pierre Robert's Christmas Radio Spectacular. Hours and hours of the best and most festive songs and special season's greetings from rock's best bands. The holiday happiness continues all weekend, leading up to another special moment on these airwaves. Join in fun with Jackie Bam Bam's annual Santa Tracker show Sunday night as the big man prepares for landing in our area Christmas morning. That just makes the holidays better, like vodka. What? Huh? Merry Christmas from the station always sneaking a peek at the presents. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your holidays. Just to give you an example of some of the things we're giving away uh, for the Christmas miracle on uh, Wednesday, we have <clears throat> we have some two hundred and fifty dollars gift cards from Wawa. We thank them for that. We have a "Don't Tell Me It's Over" weekend in Nashville for two. Yeah, to see Disturbed two times while you're there, including a "Win Your Way In" exclusive intimate set on Friday, February sixteenth, uh, at the Iconic Club Exit Inn. So. It's pretty been cool. Fantastic. We'll also be giving away hand and stone massage and facial spa gift cards. Uh, dinner for four at Nebraza Brazilian Steakhouse. Tito's Handmade Vodka 54-quart tailgate cooler, golf bag, and solo fire pit. We have 500 bucks to Acme Markets. I mean, this is just a little snapshot. Yeah, no, it, it's, again, we were happy with what we had before, and now it has gone uh, much, much bigger. Yeah, we have... A lot of things to give away that morning, and we're going to do a big chunk of them in the contest that we're going to be playing. But also, we're just going to we're going to have a few different ways that we randomly get people prizes without having to do anything either, other than just coming and hanging out and having a good time. And it's not just simply so. There'll be a small there'll be one chunk that'll be the uh, President Steve Show trivia. But we're playing some of the games that you've heard over the years that you may have wanted to participate in. Yeah. You're going to get a chance to do that. Yeah, I'm impressed with these uh, these prizes. This has really come together. Last minute, and uh, we thank all of our wonderful sponsors for being a, a part of the whole thing. So you never know what you might walk away with. It may be no matter what, you're going to walk away with something. Uh, some people are going to get better prizes than others. Yeah, but uh, deal with it. Everybody should be pretty happy. <laughs> yeah, deal with it, bitch. <laughs> all right, Casey found the clip of me burping. Okay, 
It's super short. It's really, really short, but you just became possessed real quick, and then uh, and then the demon left your body. It's only one second long, and apparently, and somebody texted in and asked if it was when I was trying to say Mountain Dew, <laughs> and uh, it's when I said the word Dew, I burped at the same time, apparently. I want to hear this, yeah. And Casey said, yeah, that's right, so here it is. Diet Mountain Dew. <laughs> That's not so bad. That's not so bad. It's not so bad. Diet Mountain Dew. (laughs) (laughs) I said Dew. Mountain Dew. Uh, could you guys burp talk pretty well back in the day? I used to be able to. I don't think I I don't think I've retained. I could do just very short words, but I knew people who could well, say sentences. Zach can do that. Yeah. Our, our uh, imaging genius. That's right. Yeah. I forgot he could do that. I learned uh, during mass one time, I just spent the entire hour of mass learning how to swallow my burps so that you could burp even longer. Right. Yeah, if you continue like swallow a whole bunch and then yeah. you can get like a good amount out. There are people that can take air into their stomach and then as they're, yeah, and force it, force and it as they're rolling out. doing it, yeah. Yeah. I, that's why, to be honest, anybody who can do anything like that, we had the, 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 the queefing out the candle. We remember we had the... Uh, yes! Yeah. The, 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 <laughs> we the, did in the yeah, production in studio. In the production studio. <laughs> People can retain air in all sorts of different ways. Yes! Yes! <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah. Diet Mountain Dew. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. The demon came out, and he was a fan of Diet Mountain Dew. All right, we're going to do this. No. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Alright, brought to you this morning by Mindy Milk Ice Cream The coolest on-the-go treat You can head to Wawa, grab a single-serve cup From the signature Mini Melts standalone freezer And make it a Mini Melts moment Mini Melts ice cream, but cooler uh, an Ohio resident is getting ready to celebrate a milestone birthday, 105. Wow. And apparently she did it this weekend, and she was going to do it with a little bit of her favorites. I didn't see a follow-up on this, but Florence Hackman says she loves the Cincinnati Bengals, firefighters, and whiskey. <laughs> and so on Saturday, she was celebrating her fire her birthday with the Deerfield Township Fire Department and some Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey as she was going to watch the Bengals game. Good for her, man. Uh, she worked for the Union Central. I had sex with the entire defensive line. <laughs> what? Way to yeah. go. Read me out. <laughs> Nick, do you know if the Bengals won or not? I don't. All right, uh, see if they, they did, because maybe she I lived. I tired those boys out. They did? Yeah, they, they kicked the field goal. Uh, uh, Evan McPherson. All right, then she's probably still with us. Uh, she worked for the Union Central Life Insurance company before focusing on raising her family. Uh, But uh, Hagman currently resides at the Senior Living Traditions of Deerfield, where the team will be helping her celebrate her big day. But she just wanted to drink Fireball, hang out with firemen, and watch the Bengals play. Real quick, did you see that uh, Fireball was offering up a magnum of their... Magnum of Fireball? Yeah, Steve, it was just, it's a gimmick for the holidays or whatever, but you can go out and you can buy it, and the the video that they were using to promote it, they did the thing with the guy with the sword, like, lancing off the end of it, except that it's a Screw cap. So there's no reason for a sword whatsoever. I like that. Nice. All right. The 43-year-old husband of a missing Mount Dora, Florida woman was taken into custody Thursday as part of a child pornography investigation. So hear hear how this played out. So Brett Baldwin, the husband of Nicole Baldwin, uh, was being investigated.
investigated as part of a missing person investigation. She was last seen November 2nd. Detectives seized Brett Baldwin's phone due to the investigation for <clears throat> evidence relating to the missing person. So, you know, which is standard. They just want to check through yes. the phone, see if there's anything interesting in there. Sure. Uh, police said Nicole Brown hasn't been in contact with her children or friends, which is out of character for her. However, while reviewing files on the phone, investigators found dozens of images and videos depicting child pornography. Just depraved. I don't know if this guy has anything to do with the, his wife missing or not, but either way... It doesn't build a strong case. He is yeah. in trouble. Uh, he is, was arrested Thursday and faces federal charge of possessing child pornography. Wow. A man caused a stir at a hospital after medical staff uh, discovered a World War One bomb in his anus. What? A World yeah. War One bomb in his anus. Yeah, this was, uh, I think this was in Wales or somewhere in England. Uh, the man who was 88 attended an accident and emergency center. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It was in France, in Toulon, France, where doctors uh, realized that he had I'm a... I'm sh- trying to hold in a fart. He oh. had a shell. <laughs> Please, dear Lord, don't let me fart. He had a shell... Lo- No, but he had so Mared. he. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he had a shell lodged in his rectum, and dude, the nearly th- killed him. The thing is huge. So how huge are we talking? Um, like this. I mean, wow. Like yeah. maybe a foot long. It was crazy. I yeah. saw a picture of it. Uh, so the, I call it the Kaiser. Uh, the hospital's neighboring departments, including the children's ward, were temporarily evacuated after the discovery was made. Children, we have to move along. And a young man, a man has found a bomb in his ass. <laughs> One employee said the discovery was a first for workers at the medical center. Uh, in fact, one of the employees said an apple, a mango, or even a can of shaving cream were used to finding unusual objects inserted where they shouldn't be. But a shell, never. Was it active ordinance? Yeah. So, um, they... You would probably, in addition to the proctologist, have a bomb disposal unit. Well, hospital administrator Jan Lebras said we had to manage the risk in a reactive framework. When in doubt, uh, we took all Blow the precautions. <laughs> <laughs> what we say as far as missiles or anything in anybody's butthole, when in doubt, blow it on out. Uh, another hospital source said the gynecological and maternity wards were able to carry on business as usual during the unusual bomb threat. However, the rest of the hospital were shut down. This is nothing. They recently found their pens or tank in a woman's vagina. <clears throat> While the emergency was uh, taken care of. Steve, it didn't say in this particular story, I assume that it was uh, a live ordinance, but That's I, what I was wondering. It may not have been. It may have been a dummy. I'm not really sure, but this guy had it in his ass. <laughs> uh, the mother of a man killed in an industrial shredder, this is the one that's out of Wales, uh, said that she cannot forgive the yard's manager, Brian Timmons, who was also operating the equipment, uh, was convicted of manslaughter after David Wills fell into the machine. Hey. This is an industrial shredder. <sighs> At Timmons Waste Services. Sorry about grinding up your husband. <laughs> uh, Caroline Will, Will, Willis uh, said that her life has been ruined, her family wrecked, her son's remains were never found. Timmons oh, was, was her son. jailed for seven and a half years on Friday. Oof. 
Uh, when Mr. Willis fell into the shredder, he had worked at the site for about eight years, his mother told the BBC. Uh, she said that uh, she had a mother's instinct that something was really wrong when she had not heard from him for the hours of the uh, from from him by the hours of the early morning. Uh, she decided to drive around looking for him. When the machine apparently had stopped abruptly, Timmons used a digger to lift Mr. Willis, Willis uh, onto it near uh, to clear the blockage. Uh, the shredder, the jury was told, should have been switched off while the task was carried out, but instead it was still ejecting waste. Oh, come on. When it seemed that Mr. Willis was no longer at the scene, prosecutor said Timmons searched the yard and looked inside the shredder. He also carried on operating the machine. Uh, the next day, Timmons and other employees loaded and disposed of 80 tons of recycled waste by taking it to a landfill site. Uh, that material likely contained his remains, they said. Uh, Mr. Willis said the lack of remains was the most hurtful aspect. Uh, footage had shown Mr. Willis going into the machine and failing to reemerge. So, wow, that's you, messed up. You think that would be sort of a given that you'd shut the I would think shredder so. off? I would think so. Yep, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre What you file. talking about, Willis? All right, uh, let's take a quick break. Come back in a second. Uh, lesson question, music news are both on the way, and we'll give some stuff to you. If you've been paying close attention, you have a chance to win. We'll be back in a moment. Stay put. The MMR app can't remember your Wawa order, but it can pair with your Bluetooth or Apple or Android car system, streaming us right into your speakers. Oh, and if you could grab us a meatball shorty and an iced tea, that'd be great. Thanks. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopingandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, Nick was looking out the window, uh, commenting on how breezy it has gotten in the past hour or so. Yeah, whipping quite a bit around here. Aren't the gusts supposed to get upwards of 40, 50 miles an hour? Yeah, yeah, especially uh, down the shore locations. Yes. Uh, yeah, sure. Like 50 mile an hour winds whipping down the boardwalk there. Boardwalk. Sure. Yeah, sure of it. Uh, but we are, uh, temperatures are going to be dropping. It started off very, very mild. So anytime you get these temperature changes that happen, a lot of times wind and precipitation come along with that. Tomorrow's high, today's high was 61, but we're working our way down already. <laughs> yeah, when I got to the car, out to the car this morning, I'm like, wow. That was nice. Because uh, as winter shorts guy, I appreciate days like yeah. that. Yeah. I actually sat out, uh, what was it, um, 
Friday night or so. Yeah, I think it was Friday night. We just kind of hung out outside. It was really nice. If it's still and you're not dealing with the wind, um, yeah. you're fine. Yeah, exactly. So, but uh, we got windy conditions today. Uh, rain's going to stop, and we're going to lead to cooler temperatures. Tomorrow's high is only 40, partly cloudy, and then 46 on Wednesday, sunny, and so on. All right. Yes. I think. The word is, is that we might have a slightly warm Christmas. Really? Yes. I thought, Kathy, you were telling me that uh, Adam Joseph was telling us we're going to get hit. Yeah, he's, he said that we're probably going to have uh, a snowy winter. Really? Okay. That stands yeah. as a direct contradiction but with a warm, that very same news source. But <laughs> a warm snow. But a warm winter? It'll be a warm, no, Christmas. Oh, Christmas. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm all right with that. I don't need warm Christmas. It says mostly sunny. 51 degrees. On Christmas? That on Christmas. sounds pretty comfortable. Yeah. And the Eagles are home on uh, Monday afternoon, right? Yes. Uh, a week from today? Yeah, yeah. Evening? Afternoon? Like, yeah, four, it's 4 o'clock, 4 30 or something like that. On Christmas Day? On Christmas Day, yeah. yeah. Okay. The warm Christmas. Okay. Mm. All right, so lesson question. We're going to give away a $50 gift card, and this is from Manhattan Bagel. We were just having a discussion about everything bagels a moment ago. Mm. Nick could spend that all on himself. That's right. Yep. All right, so the question we're going to go with is when Steve was a kid, who had just died? Two one five two six three. Sad. WMMR. Let's see if you're listening. It was in the seven o'clock hour when Steve was a kid. Who had just died? Two one five two six three. WMMR. If you know the answer, you should call right now because we have the prize for you. And while we await your call, we'll do that. Try. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Wawa. They got you covered with gift cards for everyone on your list from Wawa gift cards or a gift card from your favorite brand. Uh, holidays. Uh, happy holidays, I should say, from Wawa. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Justin Bieber was spotted snowboarding by himself in Aspen on Saturday. Bieber says snowboarding allows him the chance to clear his mind, which can often be achieved in under five seconds. <laughs> oh, my God. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar took a nasty spill at a concert in Los Angeles over the weekend and broke his hip. Oh. The NBA legend was immediately taken to the hospital in two ambulances. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And finally, former Family Matters star Darius McRae was arrested again last month for failure to pay child support. McRae is taking a stand, though, saying the last thing he wants is for his kids to get spoiled by things like food and shelter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, we will uh, go to the phones and see if someone knows the answer to this one. Steve was just a kid who had just died at 215-263-WMMR. It's Tom. We're going to chat with. Hey, Tom, good morning. Hey, good morning. Uh, good morning to see you, Tom. When Steve was a kid who had just died? That's the big man, JC, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Hang on, Tom. You got it right, and we are going to give you a $50 gift card for Manhattan Bagel. You can celebrate the holidays with the gift of giving Snag a $25 Manhattan Bagel gift card and get a bonus $5 for you, the gift that always is in good taste at ManhattanBagel.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you by Valley Forge, Montgomery County, PA. Plan your holiday shopping trip to one of Monco's shopping destinations, including the King of Prussia Mall. Visit valleyforge.org for more information. Tommy Lee 
faces accusations of sexual assault in a new lawsuit that was filed on Friday. Rolling Stone reports that uh, the plaintiff, known as Jane Doe, accused the Motley Crue drummer of forcibly groping, kissing, and penetrating her and attempting to force her to perform oral uh, during a February, February 2003 helicopter trip from San Diego County to Van Nuys, California. Uh-huh. Uh, in her suit, the woman said she suffered great shock, distress, humiliation, shame, and guilt that prevented her from reporting the incident earlier. You're in that helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> That's her making That's her, an yeah, accusation yeah. at him. So he's a lemon-headed <laughs> coward. You're in that helicopter, uh, and you're nothing but a chameleon, hey. lemon-headed coward, terrorist. And I'm after you, buddy. Uh, the plaintiff also believes the pilot, David Martz, and Lee used the helicopter to lure other unsuspecting victims. Well, that is not good. Yeah, she is uh, seeking unspecified monetary damages for medical expenses and loss of earnings. Colin Burgess, he was the original drummer of ACDC, uh, has died at the age of 77. You uh, may not be familiar with him. Uh, the band had posted on social media, very sad to hear the passing of Colin Burgess. He was our first drummer and a very respected musician. Happy memories, rock and peace, rock and peace, Colin. So he had joined in ACDC in 1973, played his first show with the band that New Year's Eve at uh, Checkers Nightclub in Sydney, Australia. At the time, the band included uh, Angus and Malcolm Young on guitars. Dave Evans was the singer, and Larry Van Crite was on bass. Uh, Burgess played on the original version of ACDC's first single, Can I Sit Next to You, Girl?, which featured George Young, brother of Angus and Malcolm, on bass. Uh, they fired him in 1974, so he wasn't with the band very long. He was blowing into the drums. Uh, no, they claimed he was drunk on stage. Oh. Burgess said that someone had spiked his drink. Uh, in 1988, Colum was inducted into the Australian Recording Industry Hall of Fame as a member of the Master Apprentices. Scorpions will return to the Las Vegas Strip next year and say they'll play a 40-year-old song of theirs they've never sang live. The song is Crossfire from Love, uh, or Crossfire, which is on Love at First Sting. you know that song? I do not. No, I don't know deep Scorpions cuts. I just know the hits. Uh, in an interview posted by Blabbermouth, uh, guitarist Matthias Yobbs explained it was almost like a political kind of song saying we're growing up, we're living in the middle of the crossfire between East and West, like where we grew up here in Germany, West Germany, so to speak, in a divided country with a Berlin Wall, so to speak, in a divided country with a Berlin Wall. Uh, he went on to say, so this song, to bring this up on stage and perform it, this live, uh, it's a song we've never played live because it's kind of complicated and it's a challenge. Uh, the new exclusive headlining residency is in celebration of the 40th anniversary of their iconic album, Love It First Thing. They'll play the full album plus other hits. Uh, the shows kick off April 11th, and that'll be at Plenty, Planet Hollywood and Resort in Casino. And the last item, we should have uh, some audio for this, Casey. You two had performed uh, Baby Please Come Home. Uh, yep, it's uh, on its way over in a second. Is this uh, at the Sphere? At the Sphere. I had three friends go to the show just coincidentally this week. Well, one of the friends is Burke Kreischer, but um, I, the two friends from college and then and Bert were all there simultaneously this weekend uh, and everyone to a T said the most amazing experience they've ever had. No Bert kidding. Just, just could not stop raving about how awesome it was. Uh, okay. I know. I really want to go. Yeah. The performance and the whole... Just all of it. Like, experience. And, and it's... In, 
I think you get distracted by the fact that everybody has their cell phones out and they're taking video of it. However, I probably would do the same because it, you just, if you've never experienced anything like that, you kind of want to capture it. And we, well, we remember how blown away we were that initial yes. weekend when they debuted the show and they were, was it where the streets have no name and they yeah. have this whole vista that opens up around the entire Spahir. Do you remember the week of we were talking about what we thought it might be like? Yes. Because uh, we had no idea. Nobody had seen the inside. Of we thought the TLC. No, no, the TLA. No, we had thought that I didn't think it was going to be all straight video. I thought there were going to be lights and other things that were a part of that. Same thing. And it, we, we had no idea that it's all video. Uh, Fish just, uh, I mean, they're doing four shows there in April, and the tickets went on sale on Friday. How quickly? Uh, Dude, like, uh, I didn't even try yeah. I, the, the, the general on sale, but my buddies, uh, we, we have a group text, and they were like, yes, I'm 32nd thousandth in line. Uh, I mean, like, so I don't know anybody that got through. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be one of those things where you're the, the, once the initial sale goes through as it has, then you're going to see these scalper prices and all that stuff pop up. Here's a little bit of audio of uh, them playing uh, Christmas. Baby, please come home. They haven't played this in 36 years. Yes, 36 wow. years. Here we go. That's nice. I like a tribute it. to the Bill Weston phone prank. Oh, shit. <laughs> and he went, hey, ho, hey, ho. It's one of the great seminal moments. Uh, Santa's got to go. And he said, Santa's got to go. And then in a way, we all have to go. Yeah. But in a way. But yeah. for now, we have this moment. Yeah. Hey, ho, ho, hey, ho, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Just cracks you up, doesn't it? Yeah. Every time. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Honestly, I can't wait to listen to it again. I, I just, I absolutely love it. All right. And there you go. That is what we have in music news for you. All right, let's take one last break. Come back and we'll wrap the whole thing up. We'll get the letter of day for the word of the week prize. And do you want me to give these away? Yeah, because right. we actually have a whole bunch still left. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought we just had a handful left. All right, uh, so this is for Casey screening tomorrow night of Rebel Moon. We are going to talk to the director, our good friend Zack Snyder. Yes. Uh, this movie doesn't open until the 22nd, but there's a screening at the AMC Fashion District tomorrow with Casey. We'll take callers 5 and 6 at 215-263-WMMR. The movie's been decades in the making, and Zach is excited about this. So let's get you to the screening tomorrow night. 215-263-WMMR. We'll be right back. If you think Jackie Bam Bam is colorful on the radio, just wait till you see him in this year's Mummers Parade. MMR's beloved nighttime host once again struts his stuff down Broad Street in Philly's New Year's Day tradition. So if you're heading downtown, cheer him on. If your plans include the couch and nursing a hangover, well then, text MUMMER to 39333. We'll text you a link and let you know the how and when to catch Jackie on TV. Plus, check out a gallery of Jackie Bam Bam's award-winning MUMMER costumes from the station that loves being a Philadelphia tradition too. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Philly. We have uh, 
Uh, we have had a lot of fun for a Monday. We had some cool guests on the program today, despite uh, the ugly weather that uh, everybody's been dealing with. But um, very enjoyable to start the work week this way. So I would like to thank our guest, Curtis Armstrong. Bugger! Bugger! Bugger Monday. And Charles DeMar and Miles from uh, Risky Business. Uh, he's got a book. It's been out for a while, so much so that it's not in print anymore. You can only get the audio <laughs> version. But I just read it, and uh, it's fantastic. It's called The Revenge of the Nerd, and a Moonlighting is out now. It's yep. on Max, you said? It's on Max, okay. yeah. They put the entire run. Nice, but uh, super nice guy, and has had one hell of an acting career, so it was cool to have him on. And then uh, Nimish Patel yes! uh, was on, and he's performing at The Met a week from Thursday. That'll be the 28th, and you can get tickets at TheMetPhilly.com. And he was a nice guy, and he says he's got a ton of family in the Yes, too, so. at least 16, and if you're going to have any sort of medical incident, have it at his show, because yeah, they're all doctors. They're all doctors, he <laughs> said. So uh, it was nice having him on the program as well. Uh, we have a new Word of the Week prize. we got to do the letter of the day. So, Case, are you doing that, I guess? Zappa cool, man. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show. Ah. Hey. I thought I was going to be able to do it. Zappa, yes, Zappa cool, man. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. Uh, What's happening? P. 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 That's a great letter. As in party. I love it. Yeah. Right. So we have a four-letter word this week, and we're going to give away a pack of tickets to Philly's hottest New Year's Eve uh, party at Xfinity Live. Tickets include a premium food and beverage package, the performance by Go Go Gadget, multiple DJs, karaoke, silent disco, bull riding, 360 photo booth, midnight toast, party favors, and more. And tickets and details are available at XfinityLive.com, by the way. So we'll give that away on Thursday. Uh, what's happening today, man? Well, I'm glad you asked. All right. <laughs> I don't know why you would have thought he wasn't going to be here for the letter, Casey. What? No, I said I don't know why he thought you weren't going to be here for the letter. You're, you're usually here. Yeah. I'm ready yeah. to go. Well, yeah. he was tending to the sheep, and so I know that takes a lot of time. So They had to be fleeced, too, yes. so yeah. that takes a while. Yep. On the program today, another block of Christmas music. We'll celebrate Paul Rogers' birthday with a block of Bad Company and some of his new material from his solo album and a couple of the clips of the interview I did with him earlier this year. And St. Keith. It uh, is Keith Richards' birthday, and thus, some great Keith songs in a workforce block honoring the great, great, great modern medical miracle that uh, is Keith Richards. Uh, big one is he's 80 today. Yes, he is. Wow, man. Can you select your favorite Keith Richards song that he's written? Uh, Before They Make Me Run comes to mind. Uh, he- but I mean, he's co-written, you know. Yeah. All of them. Right. I mean, I, he, I have the story of him telling me about Satisfaction, where he had just gotten a cassette player, and he would, in those days, go to bed with his guitar, and he had a cassette player. He went to bed with his guitar, and he looked when he woke up, and, and it had run all the way through, and he goes, well, I wonder what that is. <laughs> and he uh, winds it back, and it goes, uh Wow. And he goes, well, they have it. Yeah. 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 
and that was the beginning of satisfaction. Uh, had he not had that cassette recorder, we might not have that song. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Song stories never cease to amaze me. Absolutely. All right, well, uh, stick around for what Pierre has in store for you, and I would like to thank our sponsors, Preston Steve Show, brought to you today by Duncan. Preston Steve Show runs on Duncan, and also brought to you by Marvel Studios Echo. All episodes streaming January 10th exclusively on Hulu and Disney. Tomorrow, a Tuesday, so we'll give away a Preston Steve Show uh, tattoo, themed tattoo, and we will have Zach freaking Schneider, Schneider nice. joining us for, of course, Rebel Moon. Yes. The opening of that, which we have the screening tomorrow night. We'll do a last handful of invites to join Casey for that event. So that's going to be cool. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. Shopify helps businesses break sales records over the holidays with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.